This is V.Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus. You're joining me live in the Dot Comedy Studios. But I'm never alone in the studio. I'm with my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to people. Oh, man. Oh, man. Joey, it's going to be a good week this week, man. Shit is going good for us in Dot Comedy. Shit is going good in the world right now. White folks still fighting over in Ukraine. I ain't got shit to do with that. My life seems pretty good, Joe. When something happened with that, I kept seeing things, but I don't remember what it was about. I don't think anything new happened. Um, no. Uh, Putin took over like five states. Oh. And he said he's not giving them back no matter what happens. Okay. So even if like they lose the war, he's like, these are mine now. Fuck y'all. And he had like there was four. It was four different territories, and he had the. Uh, so he just he's George Bush. He's declaring victory when the war's still going on. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. And he he also had the four, like um, presidents of those countries. Testing, testing, one, two, three. There we go. Testies, testies, one, two, threes. Oh, y'all can hear me this week. This is wonderful. Yeah, we can. <laughs> okay, go ahead and continue what you were saying. Okay. Um, that's Candace August for all y'all listening in right now. Joining us on the um, CPMMA fight line. Uh, but yeah, Joey, so he took a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Now, normally you don't know how tall Putin is unless someone really tall is standing yeah, next to him. he's always riding a bear. That's a... <laughs> but this time he had three, like four really tall men standing around him. And you can just see how short he is. <laughs> Because it is right angle. Oh, I pictured him as like six three. No, and my is like five eight. What? Yeah, all all, to, all to, tyrannical people are uh, short. I yeah. Joey LaFaro. Mm-hmm. Joey LaFaro is the tyrant of comedy in DC. How am I a tyrant? Huh? If I was a tyrant, I would like be making more money. Like <laughs> I'm the least successful tyrant that's ever tyranted. Yeah, that's true. You're not very successful. Uh, apparently, he's a well. Nope. <laughs> uh, How tall is that? Is Putin? So I'm getting mixed messages from the internet. <laughs> There's no way he's five eight. Week.co UK has him at an estimated five foot seven. Core.com says six foot two. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I've seen him standing next to Donald Trump in a picture, and Donald Trump's like six feet tall. And I but feel like he wasn't six three. They shoot him at angles so he looks tall. I feel like I don't remember Donald Trump towering over him as it, you know what I mean? Like maybe he's how tall is Donald Trump? Uh, okay, case okay, according to publish reports, he's five foot seven. 
Okay. All right. Fine. He is Tom Cruise level height. Yes, he is. See? Yeah. Look, you got the picture of him sitting next to, to Trump. He's like almost, he's like a half a head shorter. <laughs> okay. All right. In my sure? memory, they were the same height. No. Yeah, all the pictures they took were from angles where he looks taller, or where they were okay. sitting. They were sitting, yeah. Or they were sitting. That's probably what it was. Probably saw them sitting. You're right. <laughs> wow, yeah, five man. seven. I read. There was a book I read about um, like success and successful habits, and it was saying the percentage of CEOs that are over six feet tall, like um, just the presence in their stature, right, of being tall. Um, like somehow contributes to success and promotions and things like that because people, um, I don't know, perceive you as more successful or more powerful if you're taller. Yeah, I can see it's that. the same reason that women date tall guys. Like, what are you? <laughs> very true. I mean, yeah, and like most of the U.S. presidents are six feet or taller. Like, it's it was very interesting, but it, like they were saying, I want to say the percentage was maybe seventy percent. Of American CEOs are six feet or higher. I'll follow that. I, I think Gerald Ford was the not Gerald Ford. Um, who's the guy that builds the houses? Look, you either look at small creatures out of with fear, <laughs> like an elephant looks at a mouse, yeah, <laughs> or predatory instinct, like a cat looks at a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, who yeah. builds houses? Carter? Huh? Does Carter build the houses? The only person, only things that look at smaller creatures for leadership are slow creatures. Oh, true. Like of mice and men. Like, yeah. A, like. <laughs> yeah, true. Lenny was a smaller one, so so he had to take the big. What was that? What was the big guy's name? No, Lenny was the big guy. No, Lenny was the other guy. George was. Pretty... No, George. Lenny was the guy who killed the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Len Lenny was the retard. And okay, Marcus. And then George was the brother or whatever cousin. Can't I can't say remember. Retard no more. The book you was never could say retard. Uh, was gonna happen. The eighteen hundreds. We uh, can't yeah, call him retard. I knew as soon as I brought it up, we were heading there. <laughs> yeah, we, call, we can't call him that. What, in, in mentally challenged one. How about that? Let's be politically correct. That's not politically correct. He was retired. Mentally challenged. Okay. All right. No, you wait. We got intellectual disability, Candace. That's the that's the functioning current term. Yeah, intellectual disability. I learned that from Umar Khan. He did. Is that the new term? I like that though. That sounds good. An intellectual disability. It's got too many syllables. Yeah, it's it's too hard. You have to go retarded so that people go. Okay, I know what's wrong with him. You need you need you need something that the person that has the condition can say. I also think that intellectual disability sounds like it can encompass a lot more stuff. So mentally challenged sounds like someone who is, to use Marcus's crude terminology, retarded. But intellectual disability sounds like you could be, you know, of average intelligence, just not the smartest, you know, the sharpest tool in the box. And you just, you know what I mean? And you're intellectually disabled. Okay. So I guess, I guess I'll, I'll go back to, to what, what uh, Lenny was. And retarded Lenny. leaves no room for <laughs> like you know exactly what I mean when I say retarded. Intellectually <laughs> disabled, you 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 could be <laughs> a little, Lenny, you know what I'm saying? Lenny and 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 uh what's his, what's his name uh from the Green Mile? Uh Michael Clark Duncan, both uh intellectually 
this debilitated, debilitated. I'm tired, boss. <laughs> when did we start that? When did we start intellectually disabled? That's that's fancy. I don't know. Now I, that's Umar new. Umar said it wasn't very well publicized in his set. Yeah, it's not. It's not talked he, to. He's, he's but... like a counselor or something. Yeah. So he like is his day job, or at least that's what he says. He could be. <laughs> Here's lying. the one that I always thought was stupid: little people. Like to me, midget sounds better. Like little people sounds. That what they want to identify as. You can't. You can't. You can't, talk, you can't call little people midgets. Midget sounds better than little people. Little that's people sound just like condescending, like they're a fucking cartoon or something. Unless they're out doing midget stuff. <laughs> I still don't remember what the context of that was. <laughs> it's like you, you can't call them the M word unless they're doing M word stuff. Like, if you see, like what? What is offensive see, about midget? It's a medical term like dwarf. I thought if you see an M word getting thrown like a like a lawn dart, that's an M word. But not, when you see him acting in not, Game of Thrones, that's a that's a little person. Not, yeah, <laughs> At least. Well, you see them pulling pranks on buses and making people go, oh my God, don't hurt that baby. And it comes up to be an M-word. That's an M-word. Okay. I like the way you've like said it. retarded at least a half a dozen times, but won't say midget. It's, this is killing me. Listen, those midget niggas need to just go on and <laughs> <laughs> Those retarded midget niggas need to. <laughs> <laughs> need to shut their baggy mouth up. No, I'm just joking. Y'all. <laughs> that was every slur, right? Without all of them. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they can sneak up on you. Joe, Joey can't say any of those words. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> of everybody on the podcast, Joey's the one get ran out of town yeah. on a rail. For saying any of those words, <laughs> <laughs> call me out on a live because I was talk. We were talking about. I was talking about. We had a weird. I had the most bizarre experience with our lineup from this past Tuesday, Thursday show. Uh-huh. Because they were all on time. Wow, extremely nice. on time. Yeah, and then like none of them wanted what? their drink ticket. Was that the all headliner show? No, no, that's not until that's not until September until uh, November nineteenth, and begins oh, gotcha. on Saturday, November nineteenth, eight o'clock p.m. Headliners only. That's the only show that anyone has any interest in. <laughs> no, the, re- the reason why. I asked, show? No, the reason why I asked is you said everything. Everybody was on time, and I'm like, that's because they're all headliners, so they're very professional. That's why I thought it was that show. No, 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 no that's on November nineteenth. Uh, but and McGinty's public house in downtown. But, so but shout out that yeah, it's coming. Um, get your tickets now. Um, at comedy shows near dot me. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you can just go there. It's a featured event, and then uh, it'll be the only one. <laughs> uh, but featured event so far. No, this uh, this was our Thursday regular Thursday show. Uh, it was our we actually retroactively. I didn't realize like you ever forget your anniversary. And then realize mm-hmm. we forgot to do that. Like we had our anniversary with comedy shows near me, or our six month anniversary. Okay, wow, nice. we, we yeah. just didn't even realize that that milestone had happened. But we, you know, this has been officially six months that we. Well, happy anniversary, Joey and Marcus! Awesome. Thank yeah, thank you. So That's good. Uh, but we had um, we had a surprise visit from Leon Scott because I left my joke book at his room on Tuesday mm-hmm. last week where I was doing a set instead of being here. So, <laughs> so, 
So uh, he was kind enough to bring it, and he was a surprise guest spot. So we had him, and we had Demi Chang, and we had uh, um, Anwar Fikri, who was who was a guest on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and um, Chuck Best hosted, and we had Keith Corey and Maria Sanchez. Wow. Like a, very, a group of very funny people. Oh, it was it was great. Um, I think the only reason that Maria was on time was because she thought that the show started at seven. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's a Baltimore comic, right? Yeah, she yeah. she had uh, she had uh, Chuck's based out of Baltimore now too. So she had to leave at five thirty to get there by seven. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but uh, but she you know she absolutely destroyed it. She's fantastic. Um, Amazing fucking job. But I was, ta- <laughs> but I was talking to her about that today because like like almost half the lineup or more all said they didn't drink, and I had these drink tickets that I asked the venue to give us, and I'm like, well, shit, they're not good for <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I mean, they use she got a ginger beer. She said. But then one of the comics on the podcast or on the on the live uh, with us said, well, that's because uh, they thought you were going to Jeffrey Dahmer them. And I'm like, just because I'm the lightest skin person on this live does not make me look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, that's a reach. No, you don't look like Jeffrey Dahmer. At all, no, <laughs> I was like, he, first of all, he had hair. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joey, if, if Joey was chopping people up and eating them and putting them in his uh, in his freezer. Um, oh, I got for a second. We're talking about Dahmer already. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Second of all, I, I'm giving out drink. Take, I'm not mixing the drink. <laughs> You're not making the drink yourself. So, <laughs> wait, what happened? What did I miss? I got up for one second, and we were talking about Dahmer. What happened? We weren't talking about Dahmer. We were we were talking about Joey being about. Dahmer. See, black comics do this fun thing where. They all say everybody looks, all white people look alike. Yeah, that, that yeah. definitely happened to And them. it's not true because white isn't a real thing. Uh, the only whites that look alike are the inbred ones. So all <laughs> the all the queens and kings of uh, of uh, Europe all look alike. Um, but anyone outside of that don't look nothing near each other. I, I, I'm a firm believer that no one really looks like each other except That's for Asians. That's not true. I think... Asians all look alike. But well, that's because Asians are aliens, and they they came here, and they they populated the planet and, and did all the genetics. That was that was that was like the whole basis of Demi Chang's set. She was just <laughs> saying, "I can just leverage whatever stereotype I want to to fit the situation." Yeah, because everyone thinks Asians look alike. <laughs> uh, shout uh, out to Demi Chang. She also killed it. We, I mean, was it, we had a good show. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, we had the last two good. Last two shows. We had Robert Mack the week before that. Yeah, I missed that one. Damn it. And uh, both of our headliners said they kind of had they they had a high from the show, mm-hmm. like carrying into the next day. Good. That's what we need, man. With something you want to hear. So yeah. that was cool. Maybe at some point Candace will do the show. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to get back out to DC as soon as I can. I really want to do the show. Looks like it looks super fun. Mm-hmm. Well, you better get my inbox soon because I don't have a headliner spot open until January right now. <laughs> well, I could do a guest spot if I'm in town. I mean, I'll find you know I'll find other gigs. Is it coming? You're supposed to headline, Candice. Like we, uh, we 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 coordinated this. Okay, all right. Next no. time I'm flying because Amtrak fucked me in the asshole. Oh yeah, Candice. So. Candice does. Candice does an opening spot, just like all the other people who we watch videos. 
<laughs> I mean, I will say this: like, it's a, it's probably a good thing that you waited because like our the tips coming through are are starting to gain steam. Oh like, yeah, they get they getting them tips. Like the first couple shows, we had you know we had the idea for we had a bunch of different ideas for tips, but nothing was really getting in there. The jars out, and that wasn't really. But like at some point in the last like month or two, that piece has come through. I think every comic walked away with like thirty dollars. So all you have to do for tips, I don't know. This is probably exactly what you're doing, but you just have to have something where you can put their cash app up behind them while they're performing. Is that what you're doing? No, we no. were we were we we had had a link tree for it so that people could tip them in directly. But mm -hmm. now, it was too complicated. People were afraid to try and like look people up during it. We have a screen where we can display stuff, but people, yeah. were, you know, it wasn't work. It just wasn't consistent. People can't see it from certain seats. But we have oh, okay. jars on the table, and we have uh, a cat, our cash app and Venmo there, so they can cash up or Venmo the the show, and then we count it up and re and distribute it. Mm. Okay, because an, an alternative way would be just to find a way to project their cash app name behind them while they're performing. Well, and that would be an awesome thing to do, but we would need a bigger screen for that. Yeah. And, oh, okay. and our budget's limited. <laughs> we tried gotcha. we tried that at first. Yeah. And it just ran we ran out of room on the screen. The, the screen isn't big enough. And then people also like then you're depending upon them to have their phones out and, and right. it's, it's it people don't feel Which is also distracting from the show. Yeah, that, exactly. That was one of the complaints we got when, when we try to do it that way. So this way they can scan it on the table, you know, discreetly, and mm -hmm. it's not a big distraction. And yep. then on top of that, it's like Or they can scan it at the end of the show. That too. And then go, Oh yeah, I like all of them. So I'm gonna give ten dollars to the whole show. Yeah. Instead of trying to figure it out in the middle of one somebody's set. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's it's been uh it, we found it that that's been like we this has been trial and error for Mm -hmm. For six months and now, and now it's starting to gain steam. Oh yeah, we starting to walk, man. These yeah, so. uh, this, the the uh, comedy shows near me is actually uh on its feet now. Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to we're trying to walk. We're going we going to run by. I probably say our year anniversary, we'll be running. Our website's up. Website's up. Uh, we're working on some improvements to that too. Mm -hmm. So we should be able to uh, start allowing people to like not only post their show but you know run their ticketing through us as well. We'll have some workshops coming up in the near future. Yep. Uh, we got we got a whole bunch of stuff on the horizon, man. Comedy shows near me is doing big things. Um, I don't have anything to do with comedy shows near me. I'm DJ Marcus, home of the Dot Comedy <laughs> Podcast. Uh, I, I'm paid as an entity by comedy shows near me. Well, we're sponsor. gonna have have more guests from the shows on. Are we? That's the that's the plan. Whose idea because was that? You can actually, you know, where you can find the Dot Comedy <laughs> Podcast on Comedy Shows Near Me. Yes, you can find that comedy podcast. You know, we need to set up a uh, set up a video where we can do the live feed from the website. Uh, that's more money that I have to spend. We, <laughs> the company, has to spend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ideally, the company would spend it, but the company doesn't have money to spend right now. So uh, okay, we'll do that. That again, we, that's when we're running. That's when we're running. Okay. Yeah, that sounds we're, like a running idea. Yeah, we're, we're, we're right now we. We're, we got the wobbly legs like Bambi in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. We still we still working the kinks out. We're gonna get it, we're gonna get it where it needs to be. Well, at least somebody is. Uh DJ Marcus works on the Die Comedy Podcast. Uh and he does his thing here every every Tuesday night where he spins hits 
and makes people feel good about themselves. <laughs> Joey didn't like that. Did no, I'm just I'm 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 woozy. I don't know what's wrong with me. You ain't that shitty ass sandwich. That's going to pot belly. That sandwich really like hit hit all the wrong buttons. Like I've you know how sometimes you go and you eat eat food and then it like hits the spot. Mm-hmm. This was the opposite of that. It's hit the like, other spot. Yeah, it hit the all the wrong spots. Hit like the it, b hole instead of the a hole. I don't know. I'm like, listen, I don't never never have had an Italian cold cut sandwich. That tasted like ham. It was a cup of coal. No. It was a cool. All right. I mean, that's what's on there. Pork on the Italian sandwiches. Yes, but it's seasoned pork. Mm-hmm. It like basic it's, ham. Not, it's not. Yeah, this tastes like whole Virginia country ham. <laughs> uh, like like cold cuts, like Oscar Mayer. <laughs> yeah, this tasted like some bullshit ham. This is like, no, like on, a, on an Italian sandwich, you're going to have ham, but it's going to be cabagool or it'll be prosciutto. It'll be a right. cured ham that's cured with spices or salt or something. Accurate. This, this was like honey ham bullshit. Like, and I didn't order the proper account. Like, if I and if I was gonna have that type of ham and cheese bullshit, I would have got mustard on it because that's the only way to balance that shit out. But they didn't. I didn't. I didn't order appropriately for that. Uh, okay. I mean, you live and you learn, Joey. You know what you learned this time? Don't buy food for fucking uh, pot belly. White people fucking up shit. Like, don't order Italian food from. Should have went. You should have went right next door to Potbelly and got yourself some Chipotle. Uh, I don't want to hurt that much. Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt going down. It hurts no, coming hurt out later. I need to sleep tonight. I didn't sleep <laughs> last night because I ate Chinese food late. Oh Jesus! I ate that King Carry out. Why you got a King? Because the only place open. Kenny's is, I don't Kenny's why, is right I, there. I, I ordered online. It was the only place that came up online. Uh, Kenny, Kenny's closes. At... But it was delicious. They had, they have amazing crispy beef. Oh, okay. But yeah, it, it my body didn't like it. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny's is my spot. That's where I get my Chinese food and my subs from. Kenny's Sub Shop on uh, Route 1. I'm familiar with Kenny. Shout out to the little Asian lady that smiles a little bit when I come in. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. I saw your husband. <laughs> I'm, gonna tell, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn her on to the podcast and see what see what happens. I might get some blazing babies after all, Joey. Oh my god! I thought you just said she has a husband. Stay focused. She is nine months of play before she before the husband find out. What? Wow! That's ten months. What rabbit hole are we going down right now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Joey. I've always said this. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone has the issue with that. Like, I can't even react to this because earlier I was on a live and someone put the whole coochie out. So, whole coochie? Yes. On live? Yep. It happens. This happened. It happened. Are you on live with Joseph? Uh, well, who was it? Who was it, Joey? The Ratchet Roundtable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those individuals are, are prone for something like that. It's it's all, it's all just shit talking and and yeah. Well, pull your pussy out, huh? <laughs> That's, that'd be my reaction to the whole what? what, what this happening now? It's eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, it is early for y'all to be doing this. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, man. 
that that is interesting. That, so we got we we got to dig into that when they come on, Joey. Are, are we supposed to be having them on? We will be having uh from that from that crew. Uh, we'll have a bit of a crossover episode with Maria Sanchez and John Best next week. Awesome, man. That's gonna that's gonna be a fun episode, man. Those two seem like an interesting grouping of people. Well, see, Chuck Chuck is more like a a, a, a recurring guest star. <laughs> as am as am I. <laughs> y'all are recur- y'all on a y'all are on a major we, players. We, yet. we aren't major players on on that on that channel yet. Uh, but uh, there's a few others that that are. But but we're we're gonna go for the for the for the the people we know. There you go. To do the introductory. All right. Hey, sounds good to me, man. Any any new people is always good fun. New people, man. But we have we have one of them. Uh, Big Vino is on it, and he'll be doing comedy shows near me in December. So, okay. Big Vino, who is that? He is a very funny man out of Virginia Beach. Mm. Come up and do our show. Yeah, the Ratchet Roundtable spans the the Roundtable. It spans all up and all over the place. They get they, oh, really? uh, There's some other comics from from outside. I mean, uh, there there's been um one gentleman in florida there's been a couple others in new jersey and did we say whose pussy it was i missed that no no it didn't. wasn't a comedian so they put it that way oh okay good good all right fine <laughs> now now candace isn't interested anymore <laughs> yeah i mean because like if it's not somebody that i know then i can't be like ooh, you know what i mean like if he's like oh it was jane and i don't know the person then it's no longer interesting no uh okay it's fine. I mean, a pussy eight o'clock in the morning is always a good thing. Eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> good lord, who's pulling that pussy out at those hours? I, it was it was too early in the morning on a weekday. <laughs> on me, a Tuesday, for me to be ready for that. It's like I, I was not expecting to see a vagina at, at ten o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, except for the one I live with. <laughs> so, where the hell is this coming from? Oh. Uh, <laughs> There was a lips lips conversation, and then, and then and then someone went, "See, oh, oh, it came as a proof moment." Yeah, <laughs> it was a proving time moment. Okay, I I get it, I get it, I get it. So, uh, so anything else happened to you this week, Candace? I hit fifty camps at my boot camp. Like oh, when you hit, yeah, I remember, I, guys, I was telling you that I wanted to hit 50 camps because you get to sign the wall and everything. Oh, um, right. So I hit 50 camps. So the next time when I go in, I should be able to sign the wall. I'm like official. Okay. And um, I lost another three pounds, which is awesome. There you go. I, and I quit keto. I'm not fucking doing keto anymore. Here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm just going to like control portions and eat healthy balance because I wasn't really losing with keto, so I I was willing to eat that way if I was actually losing weight, but I wasn't. So it was just like I'm not gonna fucking stuff pounds of fat into my body if it's not actually helping me lose weight. So I just went back to just a regular balanced diet, super low carbs. It takes a while to a, a, a lot of effort to to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So I don't I understand that. Yeah, well, I wasn't working. I'm currently down. Mm. 27 pounds. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. Yes, I, I broke up with another girl who was a little smaller. Okay, so, sure. I hate you. I, I, am, I am light 
another 27 pounds. Joseph. <laughs> you got me so excited. Oh, Shut up. I clapped for that. <laughs> me too. I did. I got tricks. I got okay. sucked in. God damn it. I'm actually I'm actually doing better. I, I don't even know how I'm doing right now. I like I've I've been trying to do more, like to be more active. Mm. Uh, my body tells me no, but my mind is telling me yes. All right, R. Kelly. No, that was R. Kelly. It was the other way around. His mind was telling him no, but his body was. All saying, you have to do is get your steps in. You have a Fitbit. Try to hit ten thousand per day. I'm at 7,853 right now in a day. Nice. Let me see what I'm, I'm at right now. that thing. I, do, I average 8,000 steps a day. That's amazing. I'm only at 4,100 today, right now, and I did a full 45 minutes of boot camp and everything. <laughs> Mine was an hour, and it was all actual movement today because I had to actually do work today. So it's, Yeah, it's, I don't get a lot of movement. I sit at a desk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at a desk all day, so like there's no opportunity for me to get steps in outside of yeah. maybe my workouts, but then I have to like remember to start and stop the workout thing. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I quit. I gave up. <laughs> at this point, I'm just doing the workouts I was prescribed. Okay. And we'll I'm gonna re re uh, re get a little bit back on track next week. That's my target. Yeah, that's uh, that's mine too. I got, I gotta get, I gotta get a stretch routine together. Yeah, because the muscles in my back are firing horribly. Like every day, I wake up and if I take two steps off my bed, it is, it is showtime, and every every muscle tightens up. Get a um, get a massage. Cat, dog, whatever the fuck they call it now. Get a massage and also do yoga. Yoga is literally just a whole class of stretching, different stretches. Um, and they See, have hot crazy. yoga, huh? It's crazy. I would. I was gonna do yoga. I was. I was planning to do all that too, right? I have a fear, and it and it's an unrealistic, unrealistic fear, but it's also a realistic fear. Mm. I have a fear of cramping when I'm in a position and not being able to get out of it. Oh yikes! Yeah, <laughs> because. When I cramp up, I cramp up horrible. Mm-hmm. And like Joey, Joey's seen me cramp up, but not as bad as it could be. Like you just make sure you're hydrated before you go to class. Is it is it dehydration that makes you cramp up? I have no fucking clue. I don't think I don't think my blood. Well, my blood's got better circulation now because my my uh, cardiologist said that uh, I'm doing my heart's looking a lot. You're more better. likely to cramp up from like sudden movements or, or yeah. over exertion of, of of a muscle group. So as long as you're it's, doing. Um, it's dehydration and also lack of potassium. Those things help you. Those things cramp you up. So if you are I take a large potassium pill every day, yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's, not, it's not it's not a potassium thing. It's just I think it's muscle shock whenever I do some uh, some strenuous stuff. Okay, because I've been sedentary for a long time. Yep. I, I I know I know I'm veal over here, but I try my best to be the, the most active veal I can at work now. So I'm running around. I, I wear my back brace. Joey saw me in my I back brace earlier. Young enough to be considered brill. Uh, you know, veal. Veal. I'm old enough to be. How <laughs> <Yeah>, you're brill? <laughs> veal is a young veal. calf. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm veal. I'm a, I'm a young calf. Oh, I, I, I just, okay. I, I'm, I'm tender. That's that's what veal is. It's just tender uh, meat. Uh, but yeah, so I'm trying. I'm trying to get more active, especially at work, and that way I can do more when I get home. Like today, I was ripping and running. Like it was, it was one of those days where 
I took the my, the myriad of pills that my doctor gave me. And mm-hmm. then as soon as I took them, I ate a uh, honey bun and drank sir, a, sir, and drank a um drank about fourteen ounces of Sprite. And I was I was shot out of barrel, baby. I was gone. Why are you intaking that much sugar? I have Why? That's how you start the day, and then you don't intake any more sugar the rest of the day. That's too much. A honey bun and three sprites is more sugar than you should have in like a month. Three sprites. I said fourteen ounces. <laughs> Whatever. That's more sugar than you should have in a month. That's a lot of sugar. It's a lot. It's oh, not more than you should have in a month. I should have at least uh 95 grams of sugar a day that's what the doctor said <laughs> that can't be right it's not right at all that's that can't be right that's a gram you don't need a kilogram i think you're supposed to have like five or ten grams of sugar a day you don't need any sugar a day i need my diabetes right, exactly. up so I can do more work not- forget my diabetes up i could do more work i'm more active oh, that way God. Well, well, gotta die of something. Might as well. You trying to add diabetes to the heart problem? <laughs> like, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> no, my diabetes is in check. I've actually had been checked for diabetes a couple times. Okay, that in check. I get checked for it every year because it runs in my family. My mom has it, and her mom had it. So, so far, I'm doing well. We'll see. Next year could I be the year. Checked for the colorectal cancer because that runs in my family. Ooh, yikes! That's a bad one. I refuse to have let them. <laughs> Somebody put their finger in your butt. Yeah, it's not happening. Let your girl do it. I'm waiting until I'm 40 and I can. Let your girl do it. I don't think that's how that works. Loosen you up. I, she doesn't. I waited. Up. That's he has to have a doctor examine it. His girl sticking his finger up there is not. If she that's does just, it, that's just an awkward moment for her. You're proposing. If she does it first, it loosens it up. That way, when the doctor does it, it just goes. Oh, you mean inside. for him to like get accustomed to it? Yeah, no. get 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 ready for it. That's not. That's not. There's no getting ready for having a camera shoved up your asshole. Yeah, there is. See how big the camera is, and check which finger of hers is right. as big as the diameter of the camera. I think you're mixing up prostate doctors uh-huh with colorectal yeah. not the same thing yeah it's in the not, same yeah same hole different different depths exactly the, well tell her use her prostate is like up the button around the corner that's a short trip okay the colon they have to stick a camera on a tube and it runs into your colon oh i ain't getting that you need to you're my age soon Soon we're uh, when you hit forty, you're supposed to start. Getting My those. doctor did warn me of that when I was like twenty six. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Yeah, you're way too young for it now." It hasn't mentioned it since. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, well, because I think I had a hernia, uh-huh. or like I pulled a muscle. Something happened, and it is like it was just painful in my back, and in my in my nether regions." And she was like, "Well, it, you can either I can either put you under for like put you up for surgery to repair it, or you can take a couple weeks and just see if it'll heal itself." And I went, all right, I'll see if it heals itself because I'm not going under a knife in my genital area. Because that's, that's, you don't come back from that, Joey. You, you don't, you don't. Come back you had a hernia in your genital area? No, it wasn't a hernia. It's just a strain. I think I strained a muscle. Like, like a pulled groin? Yeah. I think I, I okay. So what happened was, I think I was, I had, wrong. I clenched, came and unclenched all at the same time. So everything. Why do you have so many biomechanics issues? 
I don't stretch. Why does your body fire out of sequence? So <laughs> I don't often. stretch very well. So it so when all that happened at one time, I think it all kind of uh, collaborated at one in, in one moment, and it just caused me pain for a little while. And my do- my doctor said as long as it doesn't burn when you pee, you don't have to come see me. So I I took that advice very well, and I and I do well with that every month. Okay. I make sure I don't have to go see her, and uh, my cardiologist says I'm doing better. So, cheers to Marcus. DJ Marcus will live another 364 days. Wait, and, a pulled groin makes it burn when you pee? No, she said if as long as it doesn't burn when I pee, I don't have to come see her. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. when it starts burning when you pee, that means you've done something horribly wrong to your body. Yeah, usually. Yeah, I mean, you have some sort of infection, either an STD or a urinary tract infection. Yep. It means you put your penis in the wrong place. Because not else, always, not always. It could be a bladder infection. Yeah, any, any, anything, any, any other pain down there is muscular. Yeah, it means you put it in the toilet instead of a hooker, but it's still <laughs> it's the wrong place. Wrong hole, wrong time. <laughs> that we saying today? Wrong hole, wrong venture. What? Speaking of uh, medical testing, I got my first mammogram two weeks ago. I gave you one of those. That okay. First of all, it has to do with MRI imaging machines, so you can't do it. Uh, yeah, I'm a ram. Is that the one where they smash the titty? Yes. Oh my God, they smashed the shit out of my titties. I thought it was gonna rip off my body, both of them. I was like, you gotta do all of that. Jeez. They got a machine big enough for that. That is a that's a big ass machine. So it's it's open and then it 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 closes in, right? So it's open to where you know the the hugest of titty could fit in there, and then they squeeze it all the way in. Oh my god! It feels like they're ripping your boob off. I, I need to not hear this because now I'm just imagining this. Now, happening. now I really wish we had done this live. Like this. <laughs> Ugh, it was the worst, and it's cold. And the nurse is like handling your titty like she's handling a fucking like she's not being gentle or in any way. She's just like shoving it in there and like squeezing it down. I'm like, bitch, can you handle my titty delicately? She's not handling like I would. I would. I no, would, she is hold, not. I would hold it and caress it in the right places. She like, had the same hands like how the dentist has when they're giving you a cleaning, like rough. Like that's how she was handling my titty. Like ah, those those doctor hands. Uh, the worst. Her hands were freezing cold. It was the worst. She picked up Candace's titty like, tell me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> she could have at least like rubbed her hands it. together to warm them first. You know, ice cold hands pulling on my titty. Come on. Okay, so note, Joey, uh, before you grab Candace's titty, blow hot into your hands and rub them together. <laughs> That way they feel more comfortable. Gotcha. I mean, nobody wants ice cold hands on their touching their body. I think that's how you get a, get away without being a thing. Well, my hands were cold were, were cold as ice. I couldn't feel nothing, so it doesn't count. <laughs> my hands were numb. Your titty was numb. It doesn't count that way. This isn't sexual. So then they said that they wanted me to come back for further diag like they want to check more so i'm like oh my god what's going on because i could check check it all i thought had a lot to check they can only check a half a half a titty at a time all right fine we only got through one and a half titties today in your scheduled appointment we need yeah. to come back in two weeks for a follow-up. I'm sorry, the nurse inappropriately weighed your first titty visit, so we we didn't account for the amount of time necessary. 
Wait, you know what it feels like? You know how when they put that sleeve on your arm to take your blood pressure and they just keep squeezing until they can't squeeze it anymore? That's mm-hmm. how it feels, but on your titty. I've squeezed a titty like that a couple times in my life. It's you unnecessary. Squeeze. It's not pleasant. You squeeze it until until it's you, you hold on tight to it, especially a big one. You got to get around it like this, Joey. I always I always like flex back at the machine because I want to win. <laughs> but when have you had a mammogram, <laughs> sir? No, I'm talking about the the, the blood pressure machine. Oh no, you push you push pressure back. To I the try machine. to I try to see who can win. <laughs> who's going to win this pressure? Robot. You can't beat me, robot man. Joey's like this AI ain't gonna beat me. <laughs> Joey's over there fighting Skynet at the, at his local CVS. Yeah. <laughs> Strangle me, Botnik. Oh my goodness! But I mean, as, uh, I hope I hope everything comes back well. Yep, we'll see. They saw whatever they saw. They were like, "You need to come back, and we need to see something again." I was like, "Oh shit!" It should that that looks like a very healthy pair of titties. I don't know. I don't think I don't think anything's wrong with them. I hope so. And if anything is wrong, I'm always here to give hugs yeah, and support them. It'll be some type of benign thing. There'll be a nodule or something. Yeah. She's a, a nodule. Yes. Cross my fingers for you. Hoping, I am too. Hoping they just saw a nodule. It's, that's irrelevant. Hoping, hoping they don't have to go in there and ruin God's work. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I go back next week. <laughs> I don't know why I think think that way. Whenever like someone says something's wrong with a titty, I go, "Don't go there fucking with God's work. God made them titties some way, somehow. Don't no fuck. <laughs> that is how they're supposed to be. It's supposed uh, to be lumpy. Those, those titties are supposed to be lumpy. <laughs> oh my god, there's no lumps. Don't say that. No, no lumps. You, you don't have any lumps. You don't have any lumps. It's probably a pimple that was that caused a shadow. All you need to do is get your fiance to pop it for you. This is getting weirder by the minute. <laughs> you not have pimply titties, but I appreciate the sentiment. The underside probably may get a pimple. It's just, it's a it's it's so a cavernous area because it sweats down. They're there. not gonna. All right, never mind. <laughs> hey, we do have some topics this week. We do. Speaking Dahmer, of Dahmer. Okay, so here's what we'll do, Joe. So we made a, a Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix. <laughs> The end. So I asked you to please just watch the first episode. I don't want to watch I a show about somebody eating people. And yeah, I didn't want to watch you, but I like I could not stop watching it. It was just Especially oh my god, black people because that's what he did. He specialized in eating black people. That's not the truth. When we talk about it, I'll tell you exactly. Okay. All right, so we, we're gonna talk about Dahmer. That'll be in uh that'll be this week's uh what what they watching. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you got anything for uh, what they really want? Uh, I do not. Krishan and uh, Blueface broke up, but I don't even know who they are. Apparently, everybody on Twitter does. Yeah, because they got who a sex tape out. Is that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. But apparently, Twitter knows they have a sex tape. Yeah, their sex tape came out too. Mmm. Krishan sold the sex tape after they broke up. But here's the thing. I feel like I don't even know who they are, but I feel like they'll be right back together because that's what happens in toxic relationships. Yeah, Blueface Blueface is a rapper. Uh, he's a weird rapper. He's like he's like one of those special needs rappers. <laughs> a special needs rapper. What city is he out of? Uh, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one. He's 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 part of that gaggle of weird ass <laughs> rappers out of fucking Florida. <laughs> 
with tattoos on their face. I like how the fact that he's from Florida, she just accepts it. Like, oh, okay, yeah. That's that okay. Uh, right? Like, all of this is some fuck Florida shit. Some Florida fuck shit, I should say. Uh, Although, Florida does have Trina and Trick Daddy, and I like them. Flow Rider was okay. Honestly, those are the only three rappers I can name from Florida. Give me another one. Oh, Vanilla Ice was from Miami. Isn't Bad Bunny from there? Yes, Bad Bunny's from there. So is Bad Bunny's uh, from Cuba or Puerto Rico or some shit. Like he just lives in Miami now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's Cuban. Oh, Rick, Rick Ross. Ross. Okay, Rick yeah, Ross. Ross. All right, and what so else? So is DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled is not from Florida. Yes, he is. He's um, from Florida. New York, I believe. No, he's not. He's from Florida. What part of Florida? He was born in Florida. Get out of here! Did not know that. Because he's like he's like Middle Eastern, so like there's a bunch of there's a I big know. Middle Eastern population out there. Oh, interesting. Did not did not know that. I I pegged him for a New Yorker. Yeah, he just because he, of his he, like bravado is very New Yorkish. He got a lot of actually. Hits out of New York. He was born in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Yay. Well, c'est passé, ma boule. According to Wikipedia. <laughs> He was born November 26, 1975 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Where did he grow up? I think him and Candace may have have been born in the same hospital. Uh, (laughs) Palestinian parents. Yep. Told you Middle Eastern. It doesn't say anything. Oh, wow. This is like the shortest early life section I've seen on any of these. (laughs) Kyle was born in... No, November 26, 85, New Orleans to Palestinian parents who immigrated to the United States. His brother, Alec Led Allah Khaled, is an actor. His musician parents played Arabic music, and Khaled started developing an interest in rap and soul music at a young age, and his parents supported his interest. He worked at a local merry-go-round record store, which helped lay foundations for his music career. Okay. That's the whole, that's everything. That's, that's everything from his early that's life. That's his whole early life. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> DJ Khaled is not the most interesting man in the world. It was like, yeah, DJ Khaled was born and then he started doing music. Like that's what they, <laughs> they, they, they That's all they said. He was born. His parents were musicians. He started doing music. Next what? period. Exactly. That's all you need to know. <laughs> like what? What kind of fucking section is that? <laughs> all right. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get a couple more things, some topics going on this week, Joey. What's what's some topics? Okay, in 2018, he purchased a waterfront home in Miami. Okay, so he's not from Miami. He moved there in 2018. No, he also owns a home in uh, Los Angeles. That's okay. That sounds better. I don't know why. So New York is nowhere in the story. I just pegged him as a New Yorker. <laughs> he's never been to New York. No. He's never been to New York for anything. <laughs> I mean, wears, one of the photos here is him wearing a Yankees jacket. So maybe that's where you got that from. Mm-hmm. Maybe. He produced for a lot of New York rappers. Though. That, that's also rappers. yes. He produced for a lot of New York rappers, so I just assumed that he was a New Yorker. You go where you're wanted. Pretty much. When they want slick ass beats, they go to DJ Khaled. Uh, and, and I guess when he was in his prime, he was doing good things. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna get into some more shit going on in the world, man. When we come back in a minute on the oh shit, did it go away? Yep, dot comedy podcast. I got a stack for the waitress. I got a stack for security. And I got five for the business. I'm a fuck what's wearing my jury. 
And I got a couple hundred dollars for the nigga that parked my whip. And I got a lot more in my pocket. Somebody better stop it. That ain't shit. That's just tips. And this segment of that comedy podcast is brought to you by Comedy Shows Near Me. That's right, Comedy Shows Near Me every Thursday night at McGinty's Public House in downtown Silver Spring. You can see some of the best comics in the DMV and in the in the country. We've had comics from all over the country come in and rock the stage. You should be in attendance every Thursday. Doors open at seven. Show starts at eight. Comedy shows near me. It's going to be a blast. Who's on the show this week, Joey LaFaro? Uh, headliner Haywood Turnip Jr. is coming back in the building. Podcast we got fan. feature Mikey Favor coming down from New York. And we have uh, returning uh, former guest spot J-Rock coming up from Richmond. So round out our cast. And it's all going to be hosted by the wonderful Miss Chocolate. Awesome, man. It's going to be a good episode, good show. And I'm going to be there spinning records, having a blast just like every week. It's going to be another good week. Comedy shows near me. That's at McGinsey's Public House in downtown Silver Spring. Comedy shows near me. And I forgot. We're also having former podcast guest Miss Sin in the building. So. Miss Sin will be in the building too. All right. We, we hope. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Keep my fingers crossed for Miss Sin. Third time in the <laughs> Oh man, we're back in the Comedy Podcast. DJ Morgan, Joy LaFaro, and Candace August. That's just tips, Joey. On the uh, CPMA fight line. On the CPMA fight line is Candace August. Say what now? <laughs> what I mean? Sponsors. Sponsors. We're, we're trying to get our sponsors, sponsors. Uh, taken nope. care of. And the CPMMA fight line is sponsored by College Park MMA, home of titles. Entitled people and people who are ready to whoop your ass as soon as you walk in the door. CPMMA. Ain't that right, Joey? Yes. Speaking of MMA, guess okay. who's taking his aggressions out in the octagon? Who? CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, he about to die. <laughs> he about to die. According to entrepreneur.com. Mark Zuckerberg has been doing MMA training as a workout and could be on his way to becoming one heck of a fighter. No shit. Interpreter <laughs> pre- previously shared on the Joe Rogan experience that he had developed an interest in the sport. But this week, one of his training partners at Gorilla Jiu-Jitsu Academy in South San Jose, California, confirmed he is holding his own as a fighter after participating in private training sessions over the past couple months. Good for him. It must be nice to have enough money to just do whatever whim you, you know what I mean? I'm interested in a lot of shit. Like one time I want to learn Japanese and one time I want to bat, do badminton. It must be nice to have enough money to actually just act on those things. I mean, I just, just saw Tom Hardy got a medal or something doing the same shit. No, this motherfucker woke up one morning and was like, ah, you know what I want to do? MMA. And he has billions of dollars so he can hire a personal trainer and build an octagon in his fucking backyard. So that's what he did. He was like, I want to do MMA, so I'm going to do MMA. Good for him. Okay. We'll see how this shit works out. (laughs) That's how I feel about that. I I am not a, uh, I'm not hopeful at all for Mark Zuckerberg being good at this. Fucking little bitch. Who's that? I mean, he's not aspiring to um, but he's in a lower weight class, and I don't want to lose that much weight. He's only 154 pounds. Oh, that's very little. He's only 154 pounds, so I would need to lose like 100 pounds to be able to fuck him up. Oh, he is slight. 
Because he's 154 pounds, but he's tall, right? I no, think everybody's tall. Five, seven. Oh, 5'7". Okay. Everybody's 5'7 today. So, Jesus. I'm taller than these bitches. Let's go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, Tiny I, men all over I, the place. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I tower a whole half inch above these little bitches. Oh, my God. That's Candace's response to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm battle. mad that everybody's short. <laughs> Putin and Zuckerberg. Let's go. <laughs> like fucking celebrity death match. You just throw y'all in the ring and just go at it. I mean, I weigh both of them, so. Oh, man. Hey, we got a, we got a uh, returning segment, Joey. What is that? It's called What They Watching. Yes! I'm ready. Yeah. Uh. What I do for a living, nigga? What I eat for a living, nigga? I like the theme song for this song. I didn't know you were going with this. You never heard you heard the song before. It's called The Watcher. Oh man, but we had some some uh new shows come out on Netflix. Uh Netflix decided that they wanted to go down the the uh true crime rabbit hole once again. This time they went crazy. This time they did a dramatization instead of a docu series. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what is the what is the new what is the new dramatization? It's, 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 it is called it's called Monster: The Jeffrey Dahmer Story. Okay, and it was such a bold you know work. They did a really good job, um, like uh, expressing that the emotion and the it just is it just they did an excellent job with it. I think they didn't make like a cheesy horror flick. You know what I'm saying? They really um, took it seriously. And when you watch it, you'll see. Okay. Um, they took great strides for accuracy in a lot of areas. They also took poetic license in some areas, obviously. Um, but there's a lot of accuracy in it as well. If you go and research the case um, in, uh, independently. Mm. All right. So here, here's my thing about Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't want to hear about him anymore. Um, the dude that killed him did an interview this week. Oh, did he? I didn't catch that. Well, I think he either the interview this week or the, or the old interview resurfaced. There was some singer named Life that said Dahmer asked him to sing for him when they were selling. Life Jennings? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, but Jeffrey Dahmer, I mean... I don't want to. I don't want to keep watching. I don't want to watch slave movies. It is chilling. I couldn't sleep. Psychopath movies that are real. I couldn't sleep. It's 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 bad. It's very chilling. So I watched the first one um, because it's all over Twitter, you know, and I wanted to join the conversation. And so I I I had to like fight to get through the first episode, and I could not sleep that night. And then once I finished it, I was once I finished that episode, I'm like, okay, well now I'm invested. I want to go to the next one. It's just. It's literally horrific. He he ate people. He ate people, yes. How much horrific mess do you need? I don't need to know what happened. He I don't also, need to know the mind behind the crazy guy that ate people. He also fucked them after he, yep, he killed he ate them people. and ate them. Yep, he ate, he, he killed, he murdered, he drugged them, he strangled them to death, he had sex with their corpse, then chopped them up, then ate their organs. Like, just a complete monster. Like, he also uh, was arrested and jailed for uh, molesting children. 
as far as the order goes, right? Like, <laughs> hold on a second, jo- Joey. You making a? I'm just you saying, about to make a real bad. Uh, I'm just saying, like it, you're like <laughs> complete, but like he could he could have been worse. He could have done those things and then killed them. Okay, that yeah, they ate them, <laughs> sodomized them, and then yeah. killed them. Yes. I guess he did do them in a logical order. Yeah. He did them in, the, in, the, in a merciful order. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Both if, of you if, on those, that one. if those are if those are your kinks, <laughs> ridiculous. He also murdered on his list of victims two 14 year old children. Uh, he was also convicted and jailed for child molestation for a child who he drugged and um, fondled. Uh, also, that same boy who he was convicted of child molestation. He actually killed that boy's brother. So that family lost two children to to this monster, right? One I mean, they lost completely, and one was damaged irreparably. Well, the worst w- part was like that. Like, the last guy that he killed, the cops just like looked at him. He was like dragging him or something. And the cops, that's the boy. Like, that's the fourteen-year-old boy. Asked him like a question. He's like, "Yeah, but I'm a white guy." And then the cops were like. Yeah, I guess you are. They let him go. (laughs) And that's the other thing, too, that the series does. It does a good job of exposing the institutionalized racism that and homophobia that allowed Jeffrey Dahmer to keep killing for so long. Right. No one wanted to ask the uncomfortable questions, so they just let him kind of get away with all this shit. Yeah. And the way that they did it in the dramatization, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how factual that was, but like whenever the cops questioned him he led with oh we're just gay like that's the first thing that came out of his mouth because he knew that would make the cops feel uncomfortable and stop asking further questions um so he used he weaponized his homosexuality right to like um prevent the cops from asking more questions also white men do do that all the time they don't they, they they're they're a minority and oppressed people until the cops come around and it's and so, and I, I hate, I don't want to talk. I don't like this. I, you know, why I don't like this, Joey, because in Candace, mm-hmm. because we're, it feels, it feels to me like we keep putting these psychopaths on a pedestal and we should just forget about them and let them. I let don't them see it like that. I, I see it as honoring the victims and also the showing. families don't want to see this shit. It is definitely well, okay. the victims. The victims' well, families have all come out and said, we don't like the fact that Netflix, A, didn't get our permission to do this. And B... There's no way that they didn't get the permission. They used the people's record. names and likenesses. It's public record. It's public record. Oh. Uh, yeah, but they use these victims' like names and likenesses and everything. So, But it's part of the public been- record so they can use it. It's not... It's nothing legal... They didn't have to go to any of these families and go, oh, can we use your family member's uh, likeness? No. Is that how that works? You could just That's do it, it if it's public record? If it's a, if it was a murder trial that happened and you and they actually say, okay, we get we can we've proven that he murdered this person, mm-hmm. that person's likeness can be used in at a certain amount of time. So I think it's after 20 years. Yikes. Okay, I didn't know that. So none of these families. These families who are still probably mourning the loss of their relative, and mm-hmm. Netflix decides to make a series about the, their misery. Wow! Right. 
So, oh, yeah. so I wanted to address something that you said, Marcus. I don't know if this was when we started broadcasting or before you were like, you, you didn't want to talk about it because he kept killing black people. Were we on air when you said that? Yeah. So we Okay. So um, I had something to say about that too. So the narrative that people are trying to push is that he was targeting black people. But if you watch the, the series and also read up on the actual facts of the case, he was forced by his dad to go and get an apartment. And he was living with his grandma. This is a person who does not have a lot of money, right? He worked at like a chocolate factory or a candy shop or something like a, a wage worker. And his father told him, your grandma can't take your shit anymore. So you have to go get your own place. Mm-hmm. But this is not somebody who has a lot of money to live on the Upper East Side. He was poor and he lived where poor people lived. And we all know that impoverished communities are mostly black and brown people. So he was preying on who was around him. So yes, racism played a part in it, but I don't think his murders were racially motivated. I think because of institutionalized racism, he was able to target black people because that's who, that's the the neighborhood he lived in because he was poor. Does that make sense? Sounds like Candace is justifying this mass murderer. No, absolutely not. I'm just saying that's why so many black men died because before he moved into that neighborhood, you can see the first couple of victims, those were white guys. Yeah, when he was in college. He just, I, I, he just killing what's around. Okay, exactly. He's killing what's around, and because he was poor, he was in a black neighborhood, and it was going to be harder for him to hunt uh, rich white boys. Okay, when he wasn't around them, he's not around them. He's got to get, you know, he's got. I'm not making excuses at all. I'm just saying that's why a lot of his victim list is black because of where he lived. That's who was around him that he could kill. Okay, all right. It was so, in Wisconsin, though. I have to believe there were plenty, plenty of white poor people. white people around. A poor white community could have moved. To. Okay, another good point. Yep, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> and they use that same crazy guy that they use in all the movies now Yeah. to play him. And it's like, I, if I see that kid's face one more time playing crazy, I'm going to think he's a serial killer. He's been he's he's played the crazy guy in every show. Like he's been in American every American horror story. Here's what I don't like. <laughs> Just in his looks Wikipedia nuts. page, there's a, a crudely hand-drawn uh, like, I guess it's on a, I don't know what it's on, but it's a crudely drawn sketch that he turned in that's like an altar he was planning to make. <laughs> With he a had an altar that he set up in his grandma's house. And and uh, and ha- painted skulls. Yeah, because uh-huh. he it, his dad was a um, what is it? A, uh, incense and a lamp. Dad was not a taxidermist. His dad just showed him how to do that type of stuff. Yeah, he knew how to do taxidermy. So his dad yeah. showed him how to polish bones and shit. How does his dad know that? It was he like was, a hobby. So it, uh, if you watch it, it mm-hmm, like if you watch the series, it says that this is the first thing that he showed interest in. So they found like a dead raccoon or something under the house. And it was the first thing that he said he saw Jeffrey show any interest in. So he was like, oh, okay, let me, let's go into this because you're, I see some light in your eyes. So they opened it up and he showed him the, the entrails, the heart and everything. But it was supposed to be like an educational type of thing. You dissect a frog in school, not like I'm making a serial killer. You don't, what the fuck? that's why you don't show people that shit at home. You let yeah, but he showed him this at the age of like six or something. Did they talk about his childhood in the show at all? Does it like they, did. Mm-hmm. they did. They did. Um, Forster 
separated? The parents divorced when he was 18. They talked about how the mother um, had suffered from mental illness. So she was on a boatload of pills while she was pregnant with Jeffrey. The father blames her for him becoming a murderer because it's like, he, you know, you basically fucked up his brain while he was in the womb. Um, then they also had a very rocky marriage. So he saw a lot of fights and stuff while they were younger and didn't get a lot of attention, right? Because their marriage was so horrible and their energy was focused on that. And then also he got into the taxidermy stuff. Okay, She apparently had tried to attempted suicide with something called Equinil. Yeah. Twice. She That's attempted right. it twice. At least in the series, she did it twice. And so, and also when she first overdosed, he was the one who found her, at least in the series. And he's like, I want to say five or six, maybe six years old. And he finds his mom overdosed and has to call the cops. Yeah, there's also something in here about he uh, had been an energetic and happy child but became notably subdued after double hernia surgery. Yep. And so that's another thing that the um, the father thinks is contributory is that they he thinks that they over anesthetize him during the surgery because he said he was never the same after that surgery. Like How his person double hernia. <laughs> At, at three, fuck was he pushing? He picking wasn't up? even four. Yeah, I don't know, but he said that they fucked up his brain during that time. Oh, and this I, is the I'm thing about how he happened to have a double hernia. That's not a normal injury for a child of that age. Mm, yeah. Don't know, but I will say this: this is the thing that was so like um what's the word i'm looking for so impactful the most impactful scene i think in the entire series is in the first episode when they call his dad in and the, the police call his dad in to tell them what's going on right what they found and so they were like yeah your son is um was arrested for attempted murder and the dad goes oh when you said that this was about murder i maybe thought somebody was trying to murder him right so the, the father's completely blindsided by all of this and so they said no and then the father's like, well, who did he try to murder? And the cops paused for a minute and they were like, he has committed multiple murders. We found torsos and skulls. We found heads in his freezer. We found hands under his bed. And from the debris on the kitchen knives, we believe that he also ate the victims. And I'm just thinking like putting myself in that father's shoes, like you are coming there thinking that your son was the one victimized and then you find out he is a murderer and a necrophiliac and a cannibal all in one sitting. Like, I can't imagine how that must have felt. I can. Because you look at your kid and you know when they're crazy. You know, he knew, his dad knew. He just, he just choked know? away. His I don't know knew. if you know. Cause I, so you're the only one, Marcus, of us that has children so imagine yourself in that position they're telling you that your your child has done all these horrific things i think the first thing that i would think and this is also what happened in the series is what did i do wrong what did i miss did was there something that i did that caused this you know the father was like blaming himself and blaming the mother for the, the pills and everything but that's i think that's the first road you go down is number one how did i cause this and number two how did i miss the signs. Well, every every parent, whenever a kid gets in trouble, the parents' first thought is, "What did I do wrong? Why did my Why did my kid do this wrong? Mm -hmm. Is it my mm -hmm. fault? right?" Uh, but then you that goes away really quickly when you find out I ain't never do this shit around my kid. Right. If like yeah. if, I look, if I look at my daughter and I go, well, I don't know why Haley's doing blow. <laughs> back and I'll go. Oh yeah, I did talk about doing blow off his back. I <laughs> it'll make sense but if I, if I find out that she's, not, she's doing all types of weird shit 
I'm like, I've never put myself in a situation where she would think that that is right. But I also can see it's, it's to some degree, there's also the aspect of like, there's like the, did they get it from me? And then there's the, why don't I, why don't I know about this? Like those could be, yeah, those it are, was all of that. It was all of those things. I'm saying and those so he, are separate pieces to it. Like, because mm -hmm. you, you can't, you could, you know, they obviously kids are going to have multiple, you know, you're not going to be able to control everything that they're exposed to, but mm -hmm. you, what you can control is your relationship with them as far as what they're willing to tell you and making sure that you know when they're telling you the truth, when they're not, when they're Definitely. comfortable talking to you when they're not and you know so that's that's something that probably would be the thing i would say is is where you kind of gotta zero in as a parent and go mm -hmm. why am i why is my relationship with my child so broken that i don't know know who they are yeah. exactly and the other thing too was that his father was still at the point of processing the fact that his son was gay right he was he still hadn't accepted that and right. then you got to sit there and find out that he's a pedophile and a necrophiliac and a murderer and a cannibal. You know what I mean? And you still working on gay. <laughs> like you still yeah. can't accept that part. So it's just wild. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to your point about, you know, feeling like you should have a relationship where your child can tell you this, he couldn't. Right. So he couldn't right. even talk to him about the homosexuality. And so if you can't talk to your parents about just that, your sexual feelings and how you're going to tell them that you have murderous feelings. Right. Sure. I can I can see that. Uh so the moral of the story is don't be judgmental, be open and be a person who your children feel comfortable coming to no matter how uncomfortable the situation is. Is that the moral? No, 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 my my daughter, my children, my children, it, all of them in the future and all of them now, they all understand that they can come to daddy and talk about anything. Mm -hmm. Um the rest of you mofos don't get that privilege. I don't <laughs> none of you. I don't want to know about nothing going on with you except for when your titties getting squeezed. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to know about that, Candace. So make sure that's informed to me. Oh, God. Oh, wait, wait. So one of the things he said was, and I forgot if this was in the series or in the actual um, interviews that I watched on YouTube, but he was saying a large part of my thoughts weren't shareable with anybody. Like he was like, most of the things that I think about and my urges and stuff like that, not only could I didn't share them with my dad, but they just weren't shareable at all. And I was like, I bet the fuck they ain't you in there eating people's kidneys and shit. <laughs> you can't tell. You can't tell too many people that you like to you eat. Can't, who can you say that to? That's not that, and that's not a problem with his dad, right? Being uh, not open, like you can't fucking say that shit to anyone. Yeah, most people, most people will be like, okay, you, you crazy, crazy. Exactly. I, I'm a like, crazy. I like to, I like to kill people, but you like to eat people. Exactly. Different goddamn yeah, I murder word. people too, but you eating them? Good luck, <laughs> fucking them. Nice. That's not this group. That ain't what this group is about. This is the murder. Right. We just we we one part of it. You, you it too is, many. It is like the most extra of serial killing. Like you just, <laughs> it's not like I I can't just like ah, I gotta kill somebody. Like it's not that. It's like I gotta kill them. Uh, but I also kind of want to get off. You gotta kill them and fuck them and slice them up and eat them. Like you're doing too much, Jeffrey. Good lord. Oh, and there was another part in the beginning of the series where he said he saw a picture of a guy's obituary. It was an 18-year-old kid who had died, and he just thought the kid was beautiful. So he went to the kid's funeral, attended his funeral, and then after the funeral, went to the cemetery and tried to dig him up because he wanted to, quote, 
lay with the body while it was fresh. So, but because it was March in Minnesota, the ground was frozen solid and he couldn't dig him up. But he said that maybe if I had been able to satisfy that urge at this at that time, the killing spree wouldn't have started because all I wanted to do was lay with a dead body. This motherfucker, if this motherfucker would have been able to just get a job in a morgue, a lot of people wouldn't have had to buy it. Why did he get a job in a morgue? I don't know that that. He could have just done that. That's a that's a stretch. He could have fucked everybody. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> and snacked on because ain't nobody care. They weren't he wouldn't have been, been able to know. eat them. He wouldn't have been able to eat them, but he could have slept with them. No, he could have ate them there too. Mm-mm, they have to be embalmed for the family to see at the funeral. He can't eat them. And he wanted to hate fuck them. Did you read the part about how his he it, it was he wanted he he wanted to have dominated like it was violent sex. Yeah, like his uh, like it it says in here that uh, his where's the where's the where's the gay part in the movie they kind of show him like caressing the bodies and, and kissing them as they're dead so not it, in the in the series it doesn't get depicted as ter- you know overly violent uh it says when uh when he reached puberty Dahmer discovered he was gay he did not tell his parents in his early teens he had a brief relationship with another teenage boy although they never had intercourse by Dahmer's later admission he began fantasizing about dominating and controlling a completely submissive male partner in his early to mid-teens his masturbatory fantasies gradually evolved to his focusing upon upon chests and torsos of the focus of his fantasies. These fantasies wow. gradually became intertwined with dissection when he was about 16. Wow. Dahmer conceived of a fantasy of rendering unconscious a particular male jogger he found attractive and then making sexual use of his body. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that in a, in a uh, infographics uh, thing about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asian he concealed himself in bushes with a baseball bat to lie in wait for this man. However, he did not pass by on that particular day. Dahmer later admitted this was his first attempt to attack and render an individual submissive to him. So it was about control. Right. Absolutely. He said that. Well, the control part comes from, from his family life not being in his control his whole mm-hmm. life. So that, that okay, I'm going to say something really stupid, but that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> that part not, I understand. not understandable. I think the word you're looking for is explainable. Yeah, okay, explainable because yeah, none of this is none of this is, is right. Understandable, right? Yeah, but it's explainable. Yeah. Right? And the other reason, the other thing too, why he kept them is because um, his father like would leave and stuff for days because his marriage was so awful, and so that's another reason why he would cut the bodies up and save them because he wanted to keep the person with him. So that's another thing that can be contributed to his childhood. Yeah, you want Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, well, we may he know. may he continue to burn in hell. I feel like there's some some stuff we don't know, but uh, we don't need to know. No, exactly. I, I don't really <laughs> want to go down the rabbit hole anymore. I didn't want to go down in the first place. Right, so at the end of it, um, I think it was the last episode of the episode before last. They che- they teased a John Gacy uh, spinoff. So that we was, might get that was gonna fuck people up. Yeah, I'm not watching. Yeah. That was we might get a John Gacy uh, dramatization John series. He thought that was bad. Let's add clowns to it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and then clowns. To your point, Joey, Gacy did rape the victims before they were killed. So yeah. there you go. He was raping and killing. I told you it could be worse. <laughs> this yep. clown is gonna rape you and kill you. No, 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 no. And Gacy killed over 30 people. Jeffrey Dahmer had 17. Gacy killed over 30 people, and they were all boys, like 
15 to 19 years old. Uh, yeah. All right. So, okay. So we got, we got to make, make it a little lighter, Joey. You got to make the podcast a little lighter. So here, here first, first bit of lightness. Okay. Um, I recently played a song for you, Joey. We're, we're an hour and 16 minutes. In. Yeah. We got real dark for about 35 <laughs> minutes of this episode. Uh, <laughs> but lighten it up. So right. um, song I just played for you recently, Joey. Uh, which one was that? If I get caught. Oh yeah. Yeah, hey, Candace, have you heard the song? That song was ratchet. Yeah, you posted it in our um chat. Yes. All right. So I don't have to play it for the I don't have to play it for the uh, the podcast uh, listeners because uh, we'll get booted off the internet. Uh, but uh, the song basically says, "If I get caught cheating, that doesn't mean I don't love you." Hmm. All right. Now, now I wanted I wanted to bring this to the group, uh, just as just as just a thought experiment. If you catch your girl cheating on you, Joey, or your guy cheating on you, Candace. Um, are, would you be willing to forgive them for a single indiscretion? It's funny you bring that up. Or would you be, or would you be beholden to the the natural law of, no, that's my, that's the person I'm with. They shouldn't be cheating on me. They shouldn't be having sex with anybody else except me. I'm gonna quote a uh, friend of the podcast, Clarence Nixon Jr., aka Dude in the Corner. Okay. Who posted this as a memory from five years ago today? If I'm with a woman and she fucks somebody else, there's an attachment from my heart and mind that happens. I'm not saying I'll be mad at you or I'll hate you, but it's something inside me that says this bitch belongs to the game now. Okay. Is that how you feel, Joseph? Yeah. Candace, how would you feel? I mean, unless there's something like I, unless it's like a, there's a clear reason for it that I, that it's my fault somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, retaliation. Or, <laughs> for you doing it? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or like. Or if like uh, they're not getting what they need in, in the relationship with you and they look for it elsewhere. Or I, I kind of was hoping that they would do that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah, but even then, then that's that's you want you want to be out of it anyway. Yeah, Uh that would be the only way. I I would have trouble, like being in it. Like I can't see you being in this relationship, like in this with me, and do that. That means that you're not in this with me anymore. Something has changed. Right. All right, Candace, how do you feel? Um, I'm very intolerant of even the slightest things, so I feel like. (laughs) So I feel like that definitely would be a deal breaker. But I also will say that I know that um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reformation is possible because I have had a relationship where I was the one who had a single indiscretion and it was a single indiscretion and I was um, forgiven and I never did that shit again. So um, I can see it both ways. Okay. Mm. All right. So I feel as if, the conversation has to be had after that, after that indiscretion. That's what, that's where, that's where we start with. Um, the, the whys have to be asked and the feelings have to be heard out. Now, if we come out of that conversation and I don't feel that it has been, that it has been uh, reconciled to what, what I believe it should be, then I'm out of the relationship. But if there's an understanding and it goes, okay, cool. So what do you, where do we go from here? Has to be had in that conversation too. So if I, if she goes, okay, I cheated, but 
The reason I cheated was because of this, this, and this, like you said, Joey. Um, if it was my fault, if I if I put you in a position where you don't feel like you're loved in our relationship, mm-hmm. and and that's been on me, I'm not willing to give it up, especially if I tell that person I love them at that point. But I am willing. I, I would. You have to understand. You're going to get a side eye on every conversation after that point. After that moment. So that yeah. that'll be that'll be where that'll be where I step in with it because I will say okay, I'm willing to take you back, but the amount of trust you have to rebuild mm-hmm. is kind of insurmountable, and I don't want you to feel like you're still trying to fight this battle forty years down the road whenever you say I'm going to the store. So it's gonna be I will put it back on that person to say okay, do you feel like you want to be in this relationship? I, I feel like that's kind of the crux of it to me too. It's like, my thing is this, I am very big on communication in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, and I will, I think I've like in my current relationship, I've stressed the importance of saying everything, even if it's not necessarily something you think the other person wants to hear. Cause True. I'd rather know everything. Like there's no right, wrong answer. Right. I'd rather always know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, for this to happen, the only way I would like be able to get over it is you basically told me this was going to happen if something didn't happen and I just kept ignoring you. That's okay. the only way. That. That's the only way I feel like it could be on me is uh, you gave me ultimatums or not even ultimatums, but you just you put it out there already. You expressed on a regular basis that you needed something from me that I refused to give. That's how it happened with me. Okay. Yep. But if you but if you just don't say anything, like that's the part that that part I can't get past. If you chose like because I'm over communicative, so for for you to just not tell me or not say point blank what the issue is or not make time to have that conversation, then I have a problem with that because then I can't trust that you'll that you'll do that you'll that that will be able to avoid it from happening again. Because I can't trust that you're going to tell me things. Okay. Now, follow-up question. <laughs> Cheating between men and women. Do you think that men or women cheat more? Men. Actually, no. It's probably women. I believe women cheat. men and women cheat differently. I think women have more of an opportunity to do so. Like oh, an opportunity yeah. around every fucking corner. Dick is yeah. handed to women everywhere they go. I've watched guys hit on uh, my girlfriend in front of me on a routine basis. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> to the point of me wanting to go fuck people up. Yeah. <laughs> for Joey. <laughs> but yeah. I look at it from what is what what people classify cheating as. Men don't classify every interaction with other women as cheating. Women do classify whatever you do with someone else that is outside the scope of, of our relationship, that is cheating. So like if, if I'm having a conversation with a woman and I'm just talking to them and it becomes like an emotional conversation, that could be a one-off conversation to me. And But if I tell my girl, hey, I had this conversation with this girl, she'll be looking at me sideways. Like, why didn't you talk to me about that? And that's, mm-hmm. that's, when, they, that's when it's reflected as cheating. But what the way I, the way I think about life in general um, if there's no care involved, it's not cheating. 
That's how okay. I look at it. That's how Marcus, I look at it. So, why did you bring this up? Are you thinking about philandering? No, no. He's not in a relationship. I'm not in a relationship to Flander. I'm not. I, I'm currently. Still when did y'all break up? We didn't. We. I was never in a relationship. I haven't been in a relationship in over two months now. Okay, so you broke up two months ago. <laughs> this is my question. Because we you were this on the podcast. Oh, I forgot. Thank you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot. And then you said you were on the apps and you were dating new people. Okay, I'm back on speed. Go ahead. The only lady I'm seeing wow. right now, we're not in a relationship. We are. We are talking to each other. We're we're close. Mm-hmm. Like uh, probably by um, November nineteenth at McGinty's Public House, uh, we we may be in a exclusive relationship because then, oh, that's nice. And then she she'll be she'll be mine and on my shoulder as we bring you headliners only at McGinty's Public House. Oh, okay, everything doesn't have to be a drop. Now tell me why. What brought you into this conversation? What made you think of? Uh, the song, the song. If I get caught, um, okay. because because it, it it actually it actually made sense to me when I first heard it. Because it because like as a man thinking about it, I go if if you catch me cheating, that doesn't mean I don't love you. That means something mm-hmm. else is wrong. Yeah, because to men having sex with someone does not equate a new relationship. Right. That's why prostitutes are a thing. Because because mm-hmm. you you it can depends ha- on the guy. Yeah, there's some sensitive ass niggas out here that, that don't know how to don't, don't know that their dick doesn't need to be long to one person. Sensitive thugs, they all need hugs. <laughs> Joey's one of them. You know what? Joey is one of those sensitive thugs. Joey, Damn, Joey, why you had to sh- fire shots at Joey? No, because Joey, Joey, Joey just said what he said out of his mouth. So <laughs> I need I need the world to know that Joey Lafaro is is a very uh is is a non hoish man. Now I've I've known Joey for a number of years now, and Joey, I just I started too late. To Joey saved. That, Joey has saved. Joey know. saved his dick in Saran wrap for so long. He has to give it to one person at a time. <laughs> Which is interesting because you come from a divorced. You know your parents are divorced, so it's interesting that you are so monogamous and long term relationship type of person. Because I'm not a quitter like my father. <laughs> that Damn, is a quitter. That got real. <laughs> Jesus, my bad for bringing it up. <laughs> it. Father was a quitting ass bitch. I ain't that. It's like, oh, shit. I know, right? I was just asking a question. He was like, fuck that bitch ass nigga. Oh, my God. Sorry. Truth be told, I did that more for comedic effect. But I do have the, I, 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 def- my bad. I definitely, I have a, like, I've had a strong, like, motivation to not repeat that. Mm-hmm. You know, not to not to end up in that situation. So I've been very picky as a response to what I went through, and not wanting any potential kids that I have to have to go through that. Yeah, so, it's ironic because it's the the marriages that stayed together mm-hmm. in my family that make me not believe in long term relationships versus the ones who got divorced. Because I've seen. And this is just maybe the lens that I'm looking through, but I feel like I've seen very few happy marriages. I've seen a lot of marriages that have longevity, but those people are fucking miserable. And it's just like, I feel like divorce would have been the better option for them because all they do. Those are acceptance. That's why you see the trope of like marriages, you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, you got to remember, you got to think about the, the era, you know, a lot of women were getting married so that they could just get by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That time frame. So our, our our 
you know, grandparents and parents generations, there were a lot of different ideas about who you are as a person and your individuality, partnership in marriage and approaching it that way. I don't think that that's a very new concept. Like the idea of, you know, operating your marriage as a partnership. So we still have people like, heck, there was a clip of some guy who thought he was Kevin Samuels trying to have some relationship thing. And he had, are you talking about the boxer guy? I don't know. No, not, not Andrew Tate. Oh, okay. Not Andrew. He had, Andrew Tate's a dick. There was some clip going around (laughs) the internet. I don't know the name of the kid, but he was like, uh, he asked some guy he had on what, what are the roles in the marriage? He's like, what roles We're partners, whatever needs to get done, gets done. Like, yeah, but who does what part of what? And he's like, it does, there's no, whoever is available. Nice. That's a very modern take though. That's not how. Right. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. That, that is a, it was such a new energy that the guy like cut him off and did the call, but it, and tried to act like the guy was talking, you know, gibberish. Nonsense. Yeah. I don't agree with that, but I don't disagree with it. I agree with it from the from the standpoint of women can do whatever they want to do these days, mm-hmm. and they they don't necessarily need a man to to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a household, in order for a household to be run correctly, there has to be a head of household. There no. has to be, yes, there there does there does no there doesn't there does. Why there can't there just be two equal partners? How would that be dysfunctional in any way? It's better because you can agree on shit. That's what I'm saying. How is two equal partners less functional to you in your mind than having a leader? Right way. You just agree on what the right way is, and then either one of them can do it. Yeah, exactly. So you have two people who are equally as strong. See, that's that utopian world that 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 people live in now. Now that what? That's when these pussified pussified bitch ass niggas live in. That's not. I don't I don't feel I don't feel that in my soul that works. Hold on. One is a pussified bitch ass nigga for feeling that his wife is his equal. Is this what you're saying? Don't don't put that don't put that in the abstract. I heard what you I just heard. said. That's why I'm trying to get some clarification. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. But I, but because I'm saying that whoever someone has to run your house in some way, shape, or form, or your house will fall. There has to be a head. No. Now, now if that head is you today. Because you have the plan for the house, then that's you today. But there has to be a head of the house, and that that, that head has to be strong enough to maintain the home. That it's, it's that simple. That doesn't make any sense. Because if you if you keep if you if the balance of power You're saying home, it's a property manager, like what the fuck are you talking? Yes. about? Yes. It's a very antiquated way of thinking. It's very biblical what you're talking about, like the head of the household. It is. I just don't think it makes any sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense in the current construct of the world. It doesn't. I agree completely. I'm not sitting here going that that men it have never to be- did because you're saying that the head of house is responsible for what exactly? Right, maintaining the home, make, making oh, sure okay. that every, so everybody's person- making sure everybody's in the same lock and step every day. So there's one person responsible for uh, uh, doing the plumbing. And uh, uh, fixing the shutters, as yes. well as doing the laundry, and uh, uh, no, that one person is not responsible for, for that. The, the kids, no, that person dictates what everyone else goes and does. So that one person, that one person may be the person who does all those other tasks, but there are other people in that home as well. So everything is everything is dictated out 
okay, you're better at this than me. So I'm going to, you do that. Cause not, cause here's, here's the thing. I've dated, I've dated lots of women. Yeah. I still don't think that that's, I've dated lots of women and all of them have the same, have had the same kind of mindset. They were independent women who don't need a man can do it all on their own. Okay. Until something broke. And then they're either calling a man or looking in my direction. And okay, Marcus, that has nothing to do with gender roles. You call somebody when there's something you can't do too. No, if I your transmission out. goes out, you're going to take it to a mechanic. You're, you don't know how to change a transmission. That's nothing to do with yes, gender roles. Yes, I do. When have you changed a transmission? When I have That's to. Okay. My point is you call somebody to do the, the services in your home that you can't. You call a plumber. You call an electrician. That has nothing to do with gender roles. No, I don't. Because okay. I learned from my grandfather that that's not what men do. So men don't call electricians or use mechanics. When the podcast studio flooded, you, you did it all by yourself. I could, I didn't have to. I I, I rent here. I pay rent for a reason. Fix but that, this. That's not manly, Marcus. I know it's not. I should own a home. Stuff. I agree completely. I'm. I'm. I am. I've never said I'm. A, I'm the man of men. But I do say that is in your own in your own home and in your own family environment that there are certain ways that things should be run. But there's going to inevitably be something that you have to call a serviceman to do. Can you tile a roof? Can you pave a driveway? There's going to be Why something you you're going to call someone to do. Into that. I, I, I could, just because I can do something doesn't mean... because you're a pussy. It's not. because pussy, Joseph. I changed my own fucking starter. Nice. Okay. That's impressive. I had no prior experience. But again... But who worked with you and all that stuff? You did. Yes, but a you, man taught are, you how to do you, that, Joey. Are you glad that we spent a whole day on that? Yes, that was camaraderie and bonding. That's why okay, we had I get that. That's and also the satisfaction of a job you did with your hands. Or and we didn't feel like paying a mechanic to do it. Part two. <laughs> That's part two of that. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm I just I value my time over the amount of like paying. It cost me less. To have someone do it because my time is worth more than the amount of time it would take me. Oh, I feel I stay paying somebody to do some shit I could do myself. So you, I'm damn sure paying them to do stuff I can't do. I, I don't. I don't. My hourly is forty dollars an hour. I'm not gonna pay somebody. You know, if, I'd rather pay somebody twenty dollars. Talk an your hour. shit, Joey. Talk it's your shit, Joey. Because your hourly forty dollars an hour. Because I'm a beast. Should throw this bottle at you. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> I'm at 37 and I'm a little upset by that. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, but I, but okay. So we look at, we look at that. We look at that part a lot differently. I'm probably exaggerating. Let me actually run. <laughs> you run I'll numbers. give you a real number. But no, I, I look at life. I look at it as I need, I need to learn as much as possible to do for self. Mm-hmm. So I can take care of my home without having anyone else step in to do it for me. Okay. That's, that's way right, but, but a woman can do that as well, right? A woman can also learn to do as many things as possible in her home as well. They can, but they don't. Okay. They or you, you they don't? Are you saying they shouldn't because that's the man's role? If they want a man in their life, they shouldn't. Wow. I mean, that it's as simple as that. If you want a if you want a man and you don't want a bitch. You can't. So, if a woman can't be capable and self sufficient and have also a man. a man. Wow. 
you have a very dated ideal of what a woman has a man in her life for. Perhaps and it's I for partnership believe, and, and companionship. And I also believe that if a man can cook and clean and do all the things around his home himself, he don't need a woman. Wow. There's no need for if you can do it, if you can do it self-sufficiently, you don't need the opposite sex in your home. You have like a 1940s view of marriages where the man went off to work in a factory and the woman stayed home to clean the house and, and do the children, yeah, you know, like they the I, have an, I have an independent mindset of if you can do it on your own, you don't need these people. But there's a, there's this stigma right, that $33 an hour. <laughs> there's, there's Does that make you feel better? A little bit. I'm at 37, like I said. Um, but there's a stigma that in marriage, I don't I don't believe if a man or, or a woman can do these jobs on their own, they don't need a partner. If you can do it on your own, you, can, you don't need, a, you need an extra person to do it. But this but Marcus, this is not the reason why people have partners. People don't women don't have husbands because they need someone to unclog the drain and change their transmission. They have husbands because for to be the fathers of their children, to be their life partner, their companion for emotional support. These are the reasons why you're into a relationship, not because you need the man to do your manual labor. That's such and a dated idea. Them. Huh? And then they put them in the ground before them. Yeah, men die sooner. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Because women kill them. With all I think they just have unhealthy habits and they take more risks. But they do say that married men live longer. I think you just need to figure out what kind of marriage you want to have like because there's some, a lot of people who are operating on uh oh i'm i'm trying to say this without uh being disrespectful say it how you feel joey uh fuck shit yeah. logic and then <laughs> and then there's like hey the idea that hey why don't we take all these bad ideas that didn't help anybody and put them aside and just look at what we want to accomplish with our futures and then find somebody who also wants the same shit and then you form a partnership and then you work on on that same that aligned vision like it's it is more of a business transaction but it should be this this whole idea half the time people are trying to to marry the person they love but Half the time, we're too stupid to know what love is. We fall in love with the idea of somebody, you know, in our heads versus who they actually are because we're too busy trying to find the love, you know, the soulmate or whatever the fuck bullshit we've made up in our heads about what that other person's supposed to be. And you're marrying an idea that's not not who the person is, and that's the biggest flaw with most relationships. Mm -hmm. So, if you strip all that away and just focus on the other part it's do you enjoy this person's company and do you have the same goals okay and then if you do okay let's work on that together yeah that's, that's a good point trying right now i could be yeah. wrong <laughs> i'm only like two years in shit gonna blow up in your face joey. so that's a good point um that joey made marcus is like you don't have a wife to like do your dishes you don't have a husband to unclog your drain you have a partner to help you be greater to help you achieve your life goals and you help them otherwise you should just go get one of them african chicks because they make them do everything over there <laughs> that's true uh, uh i mean I, I'm, my, I, I'm, my, I'm i'm not a i'm not a 
I'm not an old school guy that that will just say, say women need to be barefoot and pregnant. I believe that. I think, I think you kind of did. That is not what I, I've never said that once. Don't don't put that right. don't put that bag on me because oh, I, okay. I think I think women should work. I think women should work. I think men should work. But then there is a home that's not going to be taken care of if both if both people are working. If both if everyone's pushing if everyone's moving in sixteen different directions, no one's taking care of the home. Which is why you need a partnership. Exactly. Because then 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 you can spread. Then then it it becomes a collaborative effort to run the home. Not when I'm working ten hours and I come home, I'm going to sleep. But what if she's also working ten hours? I didn't want her to work ten hours. I then both of you to. should have enough income to cover the the cost of ha- hiring someone to run the household. Well, yeah, that is yeah. why. I, Otherwise, I, you're working too hard and you need to change your game. As I stated, as I sent you that message earlier today, Joey, I am I am proposing a uh, a a new way of life for a lot of men out here. It's it is a heterosexual marriage between men. Oh, so you literally proposing? Yes, I'm proposing to you, Joseph. <laughs> we, me, and you get married, Joey. Good lord, you can go screw every woman in the world. I ain't worried about that type of shit. But we have a solid two-income household, and if we need the house clean, we'll hire a maid. If we need dinner cooked, we'll hire we'll hire a cook. We have solid enough numbers to do that, Joey. You've lived with me before, like you. <laughs> we weren't making this kind of money when we lived together, Joey. We were we were slumming when me and you lived together. This is true. We were barely fucking making it. We lived together. We were paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, we we were. I mean, we, we are now too because of inflation. But yeah, well, that's that's inflation. But if but I don't want I don't want to have to have I, and I don't want to think about that type of shit anymore. I don't want to. I mean, I'm happy being in a relationship now. I mean, me me and the uh, the young lady I'm seeing right now are in a good place. And I haven't told her the, the name or address for the Die Comedy Podcast, so we're going to continue to be in a good place. Um, so, so, so it's it, it's a matter of what she's willing to accept. Like me and her had the conversation about marriage mm-hmm. and what she looked forward to happen during marriage. She's like, "Oh, I want kids," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, cool." And she asks me now. This is what women do to me every time I get in a new relationship. They always ask me if I want kids, mm-hmm. and I have a response that makes sense to me. And they get kind of wrapped up in that response and think, oh, it's going to be the greatest thing in the world. I do. I will be happy with or without new kids. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have any more, I'm not going to be mad. If I have more, I'm going to be just as happy. Here's the answer that I would give if I was you. They were like, do you want kids? I would be like, I got one. And then just period. That's the end of my, that's the end of my thought. No, no, no. That's not, that's not an answer. To, that's not, that's not an answer. answer. Do you want kids? I got one. Period. That's an answer. It isn't, though. But, because but I would be an asshole. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, first of all, get on my level, ho. <laughs> yeah. Do you want kids? I got one. Like the end of conversation. I mean, that's basically you answering no. Yeah, that's saying no. And I don't, I don't, and I'm not an emphatic no person for that. Either. I do, I do, I am not a no, I don't want kids. And if you have kids, I'm gonna be upset by it. I, I lost that when I had mine. That, 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 that all went out the window when I had mine. So now I look at it as okay, it's if I, I do the things to have kids, if a kid comes up, guess what? I'm gonna be just as happy. Cause I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that kid's taken care of and their mother's taken care of. Mm-hmm. But but I'm not gonna sit here and go, I'm planning kids. I never planned the first one. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no plan for that shit. I, I, 
I thought I'd be 50 before I had my first kid. My current relationship almost ended a few weeks in when I had the epiphany that eh, I'd be okay if I didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, but that was a moment I had to go through. Yeah. And I'm glad I was able to have that thought and communicate it and work through that with her out loud because mm-hmm. most people can't. She, most people would sit on it and be afraid to rock the boat there, right? Mm-hmm. Especially that early on in the relationship. But I was being honest and and partially just to be honest, so I could be honest with myself, right? I'm like, I'm not trying to convince myself of something. You know, um, I think there was one point I was like, well, I always wanted to have kids because I wanted to prove I could do better. And that's not a reason to have kids. No. So once that went away, that's when I would, I would kind of let go of that. But now it's more of, well, the most important thing is, yeah, if I have the right partner, then mm-hmm. yes, uh, I'm down. That was one of the steps to when I broke up with the last girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was like, I didn't know when you'd be ready to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I said, but I told you, whenever I have kids, it's gonna be fine. And whoever their mother is, whoever I have kids with now, their mother's gonna be with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If I have if if the girl I'm seeing right now comes to me tomorrow and says she's pregnant, guess what? We're getting married the next day. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm done with I'm done with I don't want the multiple the tens and twenty multiple baby mamas I don't I don't have enough paycheck for that and also Ooh. I don't want I don't want to have kid have like five of her kids coming to see me and they all look different <laughs> I don't want those problems <clears throat> so I told her I was like she was like well it's gonna be five years before you have kids and I'm and I'm like how do you know that take this condom off we'll see how many how many months it'll be. You're 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 holding back your blessing you're looking for, because at the end of the day, you hand me a condom whenever we have sex. I don't, I don't not, I don't go grab one. This is this is me. And as long if I if I'm having sex with you for more than two months, it sounds like we've gone ahead a nerve. If I don't have sex, if I'm having sex with you for more than two months, I'm ready to pull that damn thing off. Oh my god. I mean, because I'm not having sex with anyone else, because I'm not. I, I don't want to bring in another person's possibilities into my relationship because that was that was over after the first three times we had sex other people were off the table after the first three times the first time we have sex it's experimental it's me saying okay is this going to be good because if it's trash i'm walking the fuck away second time ago okay that nut was, was i i i had post nut clarity and i still want to be around this person so i still we're still having sex that third time that means everyone else is struck out everyone else i'm talking to is pretty much on the shelf mm. Until, mm-hmm. until we break up or we find something else to do, um, but after that, you're my girl. I ain't, I'm not. I'm not really fucking around. I just don't make it official with you until I really see who you are, and see how you handle certain things. When you hand when I, when I have to tell you no for the fifth time, how do you handle that? Yeah, I guess I could have gotten that far. That that'll probably if if whatever I'm doing right now it doesn't work out, that's probably going to be a similar yeah. method for me because the first two was one. So this one was two, so I'm adding to the uh, the buffer. Yeah, I mean, because I, I I don't Sex want buffer. I don't want you. I don't want you to to feel like I'm not gonna be there for you and my child because you see how I'm with my with the current one I have, and I don't even like her mother. And I still talk to her dumbass. Hate that bitch. Damn, Candace, can you beat somebody up for me? I need it. I cannot. Okay, and I know you're older, so you might hurt yourself. But I'm too to be fighting. Mm-mm. Nope. 
You got all them boot camps in you. Yeah, you got, you got, you got you 50 boot camps. I need time. my pretty face all bruised up. No, I'm too cute. Head nope. gear on it. Whoop our ass. That's what I want. Oh man, but yeah. So so like I said, I'm I'm good with having kids, uh, but I but I can do without them as well. Uh, Candace, how do you feel? You you ready to have you ready to pop out a couple twins? Wow, twins! Why I gotta? <laughs> Starting late, you gotta catch up. That's what that's what mine wants. She wants twins. She just wants to do. She wants two, but she wants to do a one shot. Yeah, I mean that is ideal. I think a lot of women want to do the one in one pregnancy, but get bang for your buck and have multiple children. Uh, but babies you know, pop out that damn uterus. But the doctors <laughs> will tell you that the the lowest risk pregnancy is is one baby at a time. The more you have in there, the higher the risk is. How the rest of them eating each other? You seen that? I've seen that. Uh, no, not them eating each other. It's just more of a they risk for the mother. Each other in the womb. <laughs> they dominate each other I in the womb. That's where you're gonna go with it. <laughs> this is babies. What? No, never I never heard, heard of that. You never heard of baby cannibalism? Shut up. Let me look that up. <laughs> we got a stack of topics we didn't even touch. Oh, we don't need to touch that shit. That, that's I just find it funny. I was like, like we had we and this and this was a long episode. Like it wasn't. It was. We got on some good shit. Like we, we got did. into our true it crime. Just was funny that that like I I could have saved my time on all that work. <laughs> we can overflow it to next week. Not we're already two weeks behind on some of them. Oh, I do oh, want to wow. talk about one thing though. Like we didn't we weren't we didn't talk about Coolio because because yeah, life. rest in peace, Coolio. But did you see? Uh, Kanye West with the shirts that say "White Lives Matter." No. Yeah, yeah he's on the he's on the Twitter uh, with his bestie Candace Owens, and they're wearing shirts that say "White Lives Matter." He is up to his shenanigans again. I'm surprised for uh, uh, what they want. You didn't bring up the whole Lizzo flute fiasco that everybody's been chirping about. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. But she was about. blowing ancient flutes. <laughs> yeah, they are mad is a uh, is playing? I think James Madison's flute or something. They're mad about it. Something about that. And then Candace Owens weighed in on the same shit. And then like there was <laughs> Candace someone, Owens say about it. I hate her. What did you say? I don't know. Something stupid. I I really read the headline. Candace hates like, everybody named Candace that ain't Candace. Oh, <laughs> basically, she's like I'm the Candace. I, <laughs> I, don't, like Candace I don't like other Joeys. It's like it's like a Highlander <laughs> thing. I totally understand. It makes sense to me. Oh man. So, oh, Marcus, what you're talking about is called vanishing twin syndrome. It's when one dies and, and becomes absorbed in the womb. They're not eating each other. Absorbed, eat. They wonder same thing. twin it. Yeah. <laughs> wonder twins unite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I did want to talk about one thing before we get out of here, Jim. I wanted to talk about the onion thing, but okay. What onion thing? Like the newspaper, the onion. Is it going out of business? No. Uh, some guy got arrested for poking fun at the government. They made a uh, parody. And on the guy's behalf, the Onion submitted a Supreme Court brief. Oh. It was just like when like this guy got arrested for, for watching quote-unquote child porn when he was watching an adult <laughs> that just looked like a child. <laughs> So the, so the porn star had to come to court to get him out of jail. <laughs> it's weird. That is strange. Oh, man. But I did want to talk about Rachel Dolezal. Did you see that, Candace? I don't want to talk about that. Let's see what now? 
Rachel Dolezal. Yes, her OnlyFans. She has a great body. Good for her. Amazing she has bad body. face, but she got a great Amazing body. Amazing body. And I think she's like in her 50s, I would guess. Yeah. She um, she's an amazing body. I, I was like, mm, okay, Rachel. I had to hit a whole tip drill with that because it must be her ass because it ain't her face. Her face yeah. is the worst. I couldn't get out of out of there fast enough. But I mean, she's not like ugly. She just doesn't have a, she's not super pretty. I disagree. No, her if face is ugly? ugly. Really? Her face no. is ugly. I can leave all of that behind. Joey don't like white women anyway. Did you have seen the pictures, Joey? Her body's amazing. No. Joey, she, she's black though. No, she's not. She's transracial. <laughs> Rachel the transracial. She identifies as black. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to see if my credit score goes when I just start identifying as, as Hispanic. That's all right. I, I, <laughs> you know my type. They, they, they can't be that light-skinned. That's too much. Uh, yeah, you don't like light-skinned women anyway. You, you like dark skins with big booties. Don't you? I know you over there. I watched you. I watched you pick. You got to take a look at these nudes, Joey. I mean, she really has a, a nice body. I really don't. I really <laughs> okay never knowing that exists. All okay, right. fine. So it'd be Lizzo and Rachel Dolezal in that chat in our in like, our chat. I have the whole internet of porn. <laughs> and at any time I have the choice of looking at like Lacey Duval yet again. <laughs> Or Who is Lacey ever Duvall? Rachel Dolezal. Lacey so Duvall good. is probably a hometown a hometown porn star. She was born and raised in DC. Oh, okay. But she is a she is a phenomenal porn starist. Uh, she she was not she was, porn starist. She was great <laughs> in, the early, in the early 2000s. Now she's swollen. I'm not. I haven't seen any recent ones. I, I oh, you haven't seen her OnlyFans? Uh, no. Ugh. I mean. It's just her. It's just it's, again it's swollen. I good. There's yeah. I, I I'm good. There's but you know how much Rachel Dolezal is only ten ninety nine ninety nine a month. What her OnlyFans? OnlyFans. But you subscribed? No, I didn't subscribe. I, oh. I, she didn't have enough content. I you have to have at least twenty five pictures and and fifteen videos for me to subscribe to. You. All right, Joey. I sent it to the chat. No. <laughs> Check it out. Ugh. Check it out. I wonder if this is surgery. Because I mean, it looks a lot. It looks really fit for her to be. For her, yeah, to be her. it's extremely fit. Uh, maybe she just be in the gym. I don't want to be a hater, but this is. I'm putting that shit on ignore right now. <laughs> All right, you won't be disappointed. I'm trying to tell you. I am already disappointed. I'm already, right, so. I'm already dying inside. Stop being racist, Joey. Stop being racist. Joey don't like white people. Keep telling you that. Uh-uh. He grew up. He grew up with, with big butts and slang for his whole life. He don't like white people. That much. I had my fill. Oh man! But well, okay. Let's do some uh, rapid fire shit, Joey. Before we get uh, out of here. Oh, so, wait, hold on, real quick for what they want. Nia Long got cheated on. Yes. Yes, she did. Uh, and it was a sin and a goddamn did we shame. Talk about that last week. No, no, we haven't talked about that. Nia Long, she's so pretty. Not that you can be pretty enough not to get cheated on, but I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know the details of all that. That whole thing sounded fucked up. Yeah, her. He's, her, like, uh, he's an athlete or a record producer or something. I forgot. No, he's, he's like the coach. president of. He's the, a coach. Is he coach or was he the uh, the GM or something? He's coach. Okay. 
He's coaching. He was fucking the person who did the travel. White the coach of what team? Celtics. Celtics, yeah. Mm. Nia Long lives in Boston? Apparently. She does now. That's random. At least she was before all this shit happened. <laughs> I know. She probably moved back to where she's from now. But, uh, oh, uh, what else happened? There was somebody else that got cheated on. Not cheated on or somebody moved or something. God damn it. Anyway, go ahead, Joey. Rapid fire. Uh, Do two. I don't even remember what I was going to talk about. Well, fuck it. We'll get out of here then. <laughs> uh, remember LeGarrette Blount? No. He was a running back. He was a big dude. He used to run over a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He originally turned heads in college because uh, he got in a fight and he hit somebody with a helmet. And he's like, oh, no, he's going to go undrafted. And then he did. And then he had a successful NFL career because they were like, oh, but big dudes are hard to tackle. Um, well, he's been retired now for a little bit. And he is uh, coaching a, was coaching a youth football game on Saturday in Gilbert, Arizona. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's now a video showing Blount chasing after someone following the game. This supposedly came after a problem he had in the handshake line. <laughs> Blount, who was in a black shirt that said coach on the back, was seen throwing two punches on a man in a white shirt. Blount had to be restrained. I've been in those handshake lines. <laughs> and it's some most disrespectful shit on some when you're walking past some people. Yeah. And I could see emotions being a little high. Like like um when we we uh our last game against Pay Branch. This is my senior year. And I walk past a bunch of dudes I've been playing against for four years, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but since our schools hated each other with such a passion, there was no like teamsmanship or or sportsmanship coming through that goddamn line. It was shake hand, fuck you, shake hand, fuck you too. Shake hand. <laughs> and then when they got on their bus to leave, it was fuck all y'all as you're leaving the parking lot. And that was that was how we felt at the end of that game. So there, I, I know how that that type of a uh, incident can happen, um, because again, athletes are assholes by nature, mm-hmm. and we're aggressive. So once we get our once we get our feelings, aggressive assholes are the worst people to have feelings. Yep, I, it's just that simple. Aggressive assholes are the worst feelings ever, because they don't know how to control anything they're saying out the mouth, and they will punch you in the face. I.e. Ron Artest and the rest. Of- <laughs> this is like his like third or fourth time he's just gotten into a fight around a football game. Of course. Uh, speaking of mental health, Megan Thee Stallion uh, cares about yours. She has created a website called Bad Bitches Have Bad Days Too, which offers yes. a vast free therapy organizations. There you go, Candace. See? They, they right bad Bitches Have Bad Days Too. All right. That's a good name. Is yep. it two or two? Two T O O. Okay. Just make sure, make sure Candace gets to the right site. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I like it. I like anything where a black person does a mental health initiative because it's just so overlooked in our community. I feel like, you know, we have a community of of suck it up, be hard, you know, type of thing. You know, get over it, deal with it, move on, keep going. And so when any with when any black person does a mental health initiative, I think it sends a great message. Have you seen the latest season of Atlanta? No, I, I don't watch the show. 
they did an episode where uh, um, uh, Donald Glover's character goes to therapy, and it is awesome. <laughs> Donald Glover's character goes where? To therapy. Oh, okay. It shows him like, and his 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 friend is like, uh, his cousin's making fun of him for it. He's like, hi. So I made you so much so much money. You're gonna throw it all away. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he goes and he goes to the therapist, and he like is getting help with all these issues, and he tells him the story about how you know these different like um you know these 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 you know quote unquote microaggressions, um. Then, you know, there may not be that micro, but, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stuff like that, where he's like just encountering cat, these, these things where the racism keeps popping up in his life and he can't really do much about it. But at the end of it, he's like, I don't think I'm going to take a break from therapy for a while. You know, you really helped me. And then you find out that he has spent no, he has spent no, spared no expense to ruin this woman's life <laughs> because this lady prevented him from getting on a flight. Over nothing. Really? Yeah. So this TSA agent was being like doing this racist bullshit, giving making up excuses why he couldn't get on a flight to go do something. <laughs> that he like he he had like worked his worked through some issues to go like go to this event so, so he could like face his past and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But then this lady prevented him from getting on the flight. So <laughs> he engineers this whole thing to trick her into quitting her job for her this this children's book she wrote. <laughs> and like Sets up this whole thing with like child actors to like go sit at a reading of the book and then like make fun of the book while he's reading it. <laughs> That's a lot of levels petty it, it right was there. So uh, yeah, it was so <laughs> deep, but it was just like but it was uh, sorry, I was I saw it, it was it was it was really clever because they they touched on mental health and then so yeah, but this is probably what would happen if you could actually afford it. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> shit yeah. Black pettiness outrules uh, mental he- mental health every day of the week. Apparently, mm-hmm. we 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 will we will get revenge before we talk about our feelings about something. Oh man, oh man, it's, it's been fun. comprehensive. I'm checking it out. It's it's a really good resource. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick for you out here, a uh, few Arapahoe notes. Uh, Herschel Walker, uh, after being a noted proponent of uh, of pro pro life, uh, paid a woman to get an abortion. Uh, <laughs> so that came out. Uh, All Republicans do. Let's not let's not play that game. I mean, he's not that bright. Um, James Earl Jones is retiring as Darth Vader. Yes. Which who's is, taking over? Computer. They, oh, I read about this. So they're going to use a computer to simulate the words he said over the years. So it'll be a computer just chopping his voice together. Oh, uh, so a computer generated James Earl Jones. Yeah, so it'll it'll be his same voice, but the computer will pick it was already, the lines to say. It was already robot Yeah, so, so it'll just seem that way. It'll seem that way if you get to keep going. Uh, that's something make it just making it easier for him, so he doesn't actually have to do work. Yeah, he can still get residual checks. Yeah, and he doesn't have to work. Uh, <laughs> one story that I wanted to get to, we didn't. Uh, the army's first trans officer was indicted for spying for Russia. See, hey. told you. Forgot we didn't get to that. You one. can't trust him. Uh, and um, Shakira is on tile for tax law. Or tax that's law. been that's so old. 
It was for last week, and then we didn't have an episode. I think it's been since lots months ago. So on trial for tax evasion. Tax evasion, yeah. And finally, and didn't Rick and Martin, Martin fuck one of his cousins, his nephews, or something? Yep. Did we about that? Or no. or made sexual advances toward his nephew. Yeah, he made sexual like advances toward a nephew. I didn't read that. I yeah. didn't come across yeah. my desk. But you know what did? Uh, the Daily Show will be continuing on without Trevor Noah. Oh, yeah, who's taking his place? Uh, they haven't said yet. I don't think they've announced it yet. They haven't announced it yet. I hope they pick a woman. No. Speaking of women, um, Tiffany Haddish. Did you guys see that? Um, that skit Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spe- uh, Spears that they're being sued for. I did not actually see. They it. They settled no. it already. They settled it. Yeah, but I saw it. It is tasteless. Like all I don't know. Worst shit in the world. Like everything I've heard about it is the worst all shit. All I world. saw. Was the clip of Aries like kissing a dude? Oh yeah, being gay in that pool. Yeah, it, it, Aries. No, no, no. The one that they are being sued for, or were sued for, is much worse. It's disgusting. It's I don't know who thought that that was funny. It's Aries Tiffany Spears. Haddish, is, I guess, is a single mother or something, and she has to go run some errands, so she leaves her son with Aries Spears to babysit. And then you see all these shots of Aries Spears like licking his lips and raising his eyebrows, like looking at the little boy. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yep, the worst shit ever. It's gross. And uh they shouldn't have made it. They should they should have just deleted the shit as soon as they finished with it. Like uh, who thought that was funny? And what was that for? Was that why? just for social media? It was why for funny or die. Think, why did he think? Oh my god, imagine having that in your in your background and you come after Lizzo. Like if he had just not made that comment about Lizzo. If he didn't fuck with Lizzo, he would be fine today. And she would be no, fine. No, like no Tiffany Haddish was up. Tiffany Haddish was a uh, collateral damage in that whole damn thing. Right. No one was no one was thinking about Tiffany Haddish's ass. No. Tiffany Haddish was sitting around minding her business, and then Aries had to Aries Spears had to make a comment about Lizzo. So now they're both getting sitting there getting fucked up about it. Mm-hmm. Now it's public. Now they were still they were getting sued before it got public. Mm. But now it went from it went from a private situation they were dealing with. To a whole public fucking fiasco. That oh, now has- I didn't know it was already happening before this whole thing was publicized. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah the kid's mom was suing them before. Oh. The, the, the oldest, the daughter turned 18. And now she's suing them. Now she sued them. And then, now, then she. Um, well, it's a kid. It's a boy in the skit. Yeah, that's the, that's the first skit. It was two different skits. Oh, I didn't see the other one. The other one, I don't think they ever posted the other one. The other one was a. Uh, was like Tiffany showing the girl how to suck dick. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. Whose ass is in the camera? Who is that? That is Avocado Phil. Phil, get out of the camera, sir. <laughs> Can't say get out of the camera, sir. He got to he got get into <laughs> his house. <laughs> he got to get into his house somehow. Candace um, hasn't been in the dot comedy studio in like six. I have never been. Yeah, Not this one. In yeah, she hadn't been. She, yeah, she I, that's the only one I've been to is the basement. She was in. She was in. She, yeah, because when we were in uh, Columbia, she she did virtual. Did she even do it then? Yeah, oh. she did on our hundredth episode. She was. Oh uh, yeah, when we virtual. had a hundred people. A <laughs> hundred episode, a hundred goddamn people. I'm house. have to make sure that when I come to DC, I'm there for a Tuesday through Thursday, so I can do the podcast live and do the show. 
There you go. See how it'll that be works? A cheaper, it'll be a cheaper visit. Yeah, and you can stay <laughs> right here, Candace. Marcus, no. And you I'm got enough people in your house. I'm offering free mammograms for that week. You're oh, a creep. How am I a creep? I'm trying to help. I will hang up this phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help. I'm trying to make sure the titties, titties are safe. All right. But yeah, we're going to get out of here, Joe. It's All been right. a good week, man. Where can people find you at, Joey? Uh, Lafaro Comedy, L-O-F-A-R-O on Instagram and at comedy shows me on Instagram. All right. Candice, where can they find you at? Just underscore Candice, K-A-N-D-Y-C-E on all social media platforms. And you can find me at... Uh, I thought it was can... Thyree Gibson or something. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Thyree Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Thyreese Gibson. I'm about to change that right now. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at djmarcus.com, you know, all the social media platforms. And you can find me especially on Thursday at comedy shows near me at McGinty's Public House in downtown Silver Spring. Spinning the hits for all y'all funny-ass people who are going to be in the building. It's going to be a great show this week, so come on out. And also on the 19th of November, get your tickets now because it's going to sell out. It's going to sell out, and you're going to be sad you missed it. That's right. The comedy show near me, headliners only at McGinty's Public House, Saturday night, November 19th. Cost of tickets is $25. Apple Brown Betty, Stacey Carver, Ashley Mayo, Tommy Simbazo, Anthony Oaks, and Justo. That, man, that's a, that's a crazy-ass lineup for a nice, nice, great show. So come I'm on out. Have- Who did y'all choose to close out? Who, who's going last? I don't think we've had that discussion. Nobody's yet. going last. It's all they're all headlining. They're gonna go at the same time. Somebody okay. All right. Somebody's gotta go last. I'll be interested in who does they that. They all do 20 minutes at the same time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was closed and running the light. I can see that happening. I don't know why. I can see that happening. But we're gonna get out of here. DJ Marcus, Joy LaFaro, Candace Logs, and we are the Dot Comedy family. And we will see you next time. More fun and more thorough on the Dot Comedy, Dot Comedy Podcast. Podcast.